Hey guys, this is Petey. I uh, just wanted to give a short introduction this time. We return to the old way of things a little bit here. Uh, Josh and I, I can't even remember what he chose for his fucking nickname this time, the hamster, as it were. Uh, but the both of us got a little more drunk than I think we ever have in the past even for one of these. Uh, so bear with us if we sound a little sloppy. Uh, we didn't mean to get this drunk. Uh, neither of us had eaten a whole lot up to this point until the pizza came around. Uh, so we got drunk pretty fast without thinking about it. So there is all that, but whatevs, uh, it should be a good show. I know we had a great time and granted it took three hours to do an hour and 40 minute movie. It's still a good time. So, uh, sit back, relax. And well, here comes the introduction. This is Petey, as usual. Uh, welcome to this week's 8mm dissection, or, I mean, it's not like we do it weekly, I guess. It's whenever I feel like posting it, I suppose. Yeah, I really should kind of get maybe get on that, but uh, fuck you, it's free. Uh, anyway, here we are. We're starting this shit up, and this week we are doing I Spit on Your Grave. Um, and we are actually doing the remake version, so that'd be, uh, the 2010 rendition of the 1976, I believe, film, I Spit on Your Grave. Uh, this is a really interesting movie, um, in that if you don't do rape scenes well, this is gonna be a real rough movie to watch. Uh, but- I'm going to rape you. Wow. So that's the hamster that, of no, course, is in studio as usual. I'm not a hamster or a water bottle anymore. Wait, I knew you renounced your water bottleism, but I didn't know you completely gave up on being a hamster, too. Yeah, now you can call me Tito. Well, I've established you as the hamster already. I can't reestablish. Dude. People, people are going to get confused. Here's the thing. Check it out. I fucked up last week. Oh, God. By turning off the computer halfway through, over halfway through this last yeah, review. Yeah, well over halfway through. Yeah, I fucked up. So this is our second shot at uh, going through this flick, which really is probably for your guys' benefit anyway, because we'll maybe be even more accurate than we were last but time. But we're more drunk. We're definitely more inebriated. Why didn't we bring the fireball in here? Because that's a bad idea. We should have done one more shot. shots. No, 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 no. Uh, grab the fireball. Joshua James. Just grab the fireball. Don't do this to me. Just grab the fireball. Dude, I bought all this alcohol to come over here to do this. Okay. You're, okay, that is a fair assessment. Again, this is the remake, but we will be making comparisons to the old one. I'm going to go grab some booze. I'll be back in less than five seconds. Should I start kind Josh, of walking yeah. it through the movie? Yeah, start, start at the beginning. Okay, so going off the remake here. Movie kicks in. And uh, it's this girl. She's driving in her car through the countryside. You know, it's this uh, nice scenic area. And um, that was that was real quick. You didn't even did you grab ice in the shaker? It was shaker? not less than five seconds. Did you so grab that's the ice sure. in the shaker bottle? What shaker bottle. The little jam jar. What are you talking about? There's, You're shaking it. The with, little. Oh, I little, know what jam jar. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just a couple of mic stand issues, folks. Don't worry about us. Uh, the, the, why are you shaking anything? The the because that's not cold yet. 
You grab the 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 jam jar from Mama Jace. Yeah, no, I got I got the jam jar. Then you put some ice in there. Uh huh. And then you pour that in there, shake it up to get it cold. Makes it cold fast if you shake it up. Yeah, you just put the put it with the put. Describe the science behind that. Okay, so yeah, see that's that's fucking it's mediocre warm, right? So you put it in a jar with a couple ass warm. That's pretty warm, uh, right? That's about 98.6 yeah, degrees. Roughly, give or take, um, depending on the friction levels. Yeah, so you take this, and you pour it with, like, three or four ice cubes. You shake it up real quick, so the, all, the, all the liquor is touching the ice cubes, mm-hmm. right? So it cools it down from room temperature. Sure. Because it's all touching ice cubes. You just shake it real quick, kind of stir it around. It's like if you put something in a microwave, center's dead cold, right? Wow. Well, Outsides are usually pockets, hot. yeah. Yeah, okay. So, like, let's say you're warming up some soup in a microwave. Sure. Put it in there for a minute. It's boiling at the top, but you go to the center, it's dead-ass cold. Yeah. Is that bullshit? Yeah, no. So, you just stir it up a little bit, and it kind of equalizes the temperature. Mm -hmm. But if you put this with some ice cubes, all the the two shots we've already done out of this bottle have been with ice cubes, and they've been nice and chill. Yeah. They've been slightly chill. Honestly, they were a little syrupy. I thought that they had been in the freezer Because I've used that jam jar with, like, three ice cubes in it. So go get the jam jar with three ice cubes in it. All right, I guess I'll try again, folks. I'm not going to take this stupid bottle. Well, whatever. And you're using the Asian cup. I'm not. Okay. Um, (laughs) So this girl, she's driving through the countryside, and... uh, She's just driving and driving and driving, and she ends up stopping at this uh, this store. Um, she announces her name. Her name is Jennifer Hills, and uh, this guy, his I believe his name is Earl. He's got about six teeth total, um, and he gives her the key, tells her the address, whatever, and uh, he's like, "You know how to get there?" And she's like, "Uh, nope, don't know." He's like, "Okay, just go." He gives her some directions, and it paints the image that this town has no town to it. It's like four roads, 50 miles apart, right? Okay, so this town sucks with no teeth. Um, she's driving a little more later on, and uh, she stops at this gas station. And did you get the shaker bottle? Look at that. Sweet. Even got the lid. Nice. Okay, Petey, she just got to the gas station to refuel. Take it away. So the six-toothed man named Earl. I already said that part. I know. Okay. That's why I was... Picking up with that, I could hear you through a wall. See, folks, I live in a trailer. I'm real trash here, and our walls are paper thin, so I heard everything you said for the most part. And that's why I figured I'd pick up at the six-tooth fucking man. Earl, giving her her key to her cabin. Uh, there's, a, there's a little bit of an exchange here. Not too much to really pay attention to. She lets you know that she is a writer, and that is what she is doing. She'll be up there for a uh, couple of weeks uh, doing a little bit of writing. A little, a little creative writing. No, not, not Hanukkah. Hanukkah. I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm kind of overdoing it, but I just want to let you know that's the, that's the sound. This dude's basically a hillbilly Jew. Naturally, you say Hanukkah. 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 Did you know that, that it's spelled it's with a C-H at the beginning? No, it's not. Yeah, it is. In the Jewish term? Yeah, it's actually spelled like with a C to start with. Chanukkah. That's because Jews have big nose. No, I just wanted you to feel that it's cold now. Not of course it's it cold. Out. There's fucking yeah. ice in it. Why are you confusing this at the beginning? Confusing what? That the fact that putting the fireball in a Look, I didn't understand how shaking up booze with ice somehow makes it colder faster. Never heard that before. So excuse the goddamn fuck out of me. 
We're going to goddamn continue here. She's a goddamn writer. Goddamn. She's at the gas station right now trying to get gas. Got her key to her cabin. Not quite ready to go to the cabin yet. So, yes, she does indeed stop to fill up on some fuel for the large amount of driving she's apparently going to be doing in these three weeks or whatever she plans yeah. to stay. I don't see. You probably could have easily just waited, filled up when you went back. But whatevs. Regardless. Salud. Salud. Ugh. Here we go. Where's my alcohol? Nicole might actually be right. She may not get laid tonight. It's backwards, bro. You usually do the chaser after. I was wetting my whistle. Whatever. (gasps) It's actually not as bad now. It's because we're more drunk. Yeah, that's a fact. You heard it here, folks. That's us. So this is going to be the first one in a while, though, that we actually are as drunk as we started out. We're drinking 100 Proof Captain. We're on our second drink, and we're about a fifth down a Captain. A fifth through a fifth. No, we're halfway through a fifth of Captain. We're a tenth through a liter of Captain. Exactly. Oh, my God. I haven't eaten in two days. (sighs) So... We are at this gas station, and this is an old-school style motherfucker of a gas station. There are a couple of gentlemen around. Actually, make it a threesome, a trio, perhaps. The trifecta of white trash. This bitch is going to be turned into this Connecticut white trash. Um, And the one gentleman, Johnny, pumps her some gas. Apple seed? Nope. No apples involved. How you like that? Maybe hay seed or semen seed. But that's it. I believe you pronounce it Simpson. I've heard it both ways. Um, and he's pumping her gas and shit. She's kind of got this uh, cheeky-ish outfit on. You know, basically anything you would expect some sort of city girl in modern day to wear. Um, you know, maybe some shortish shorts. Um, maybe a camisole of some variety. Do you remember the exact outfit? I don't. I don't entirely remember. She was wearing a white tank top. Okay. That was it. Well, with jeans. So, yeah, a, a white cami. Oh, full-blown jeans with, with, with jeans. All right, there we go. So, tight ass in the jeans, of course. You know, girls It's either jeans, a white or a gray tank top. And uh, he's pumping her gas, and there's some weird vibing going on. He's kind of hitting on her, but she's kind of like, <laughs> He offers to what? Clean her windows? Uh, he offers like to- a goddamn uh, hobo? Uh, what does he say? He's like, I'm a, can I fill your tank? Like, fill you up? Or, no, he offers the check under her hood. Oh, check under her hood. Yes. And she's like, oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, he's like, oh, I got this for you. He grabs the gas pump trying to take care of her. And uh, she's like, no, I got it. And they kind of fumble around. And he ends up kind of falling backwards and stepping into this bucket. Oh, of, right. Uh, I forgot how she ended up. That's maybe why we are uh, uh, remiss about why she's at this gas station. She passed her destination. Yep, yeah, that's right. That's she what it is. Because the guy Johnny ends up giving her some more information. She's like, "Oh, you?" Or he goes, "You passed it." Blah blah blah. It yeah, about ten yonder. miles. Yeah, because she's lost, and that's why she gave them their address. Right. Her address. Her, her address. That's the where she's staying. That's right. why they know. Um, There's this conversation. Yeah, and uh, so as they're kind of like filling up the gas and everything. Um, they go to put the thing up, and I don't know. Johnny's really weird about this, and he wants to do it, but she's like, "No, I got this. I got this." Um, and in their little altercation, if you will, um, he kind of stumbles back and steps into a bucket of uh, window wash, 
which is sitting on the ground because it's a low-budget gas station. Ain't no quick trip, folks. Exactly. I guess not that's actually up. a really Midwestern reference now that I mention it. Quick trip. It's not a gas station that has... Uh, S.A.? I don't know. Is that national? I have no idea. Honestly, super from everything America? I've heard, gas stations are super regional. Super America. I mean, that sounds like it would be maybe... Well, because it says America. Yeah, exactly. Super. Super. <gasps> Wait, 7-Eleven. That's everywhere. 7-Eleven. Okay. This so, ain't no 7-Eleven, folks. Yeah, we're get the window wash stations are hanging up at the gas pumps. No, no, this shit's a, a, a mop bucket on the ground. <laughs> Full-blown mop rags. bucket. Yeah. Not an actual like handle with a squeegee on it. It's a fucking... So you, basically, you're going to end up with some real streaky-ass windows. Yeah. Because this like, motherfucker doesn't know what the They collect rainwater and pour Dawn dish detergent in it. We got a brand new squeegee at work recently. Is it nice? It was too much of a squeegee. It, like it would like instantly go. Aah! Well, I would try to push and it would stop me. Cause yeah, you know when you're shoveling and you hit like uh like a a screw that's not quite down far enough on your deck. Ah, you fucking southerners again. Yeah. Too regional. Okay, like uh, you're digging and you hit a root. Sure. Where yeah. Okay. Start? I don't know. Anyway, um, her. That's how drunk I am. I don't her, even remember how we got to that point. There was only her, what a minute yeah, in there. Her, her action, um, with their little altercation, he kind of ends up. Johnny ends up stumbling back and steps on or knocks over this uh, bucket of window wash. Wash. Yeah, they probably do say wash. Yeah, wouldn't they? They probably. Pieces and of uh, shit. she's like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And he's like, "You can tell he's kind of got a little temper going on already." And. Uh, his buddies in the background are kind of giving him shit. Like, they're hooting and hollering, like, ooh. We didn't mention them yet. So there are these two fuckholes sitting over on the hood of some other car. What, about 15 feet away or so? Yeah, we'll say, okay, so, like, if you're at the gas pump, it's you're at the first gas pump closest to the uh, convenience store. They're sitting at the convenience store. Good call. Like, good call. 25 to 30 feet. Do you think there's, there's got to be a regulation for that? Something. As to how far I mean, away from the probably, door you have to be? Like, Basically, the gas station in this movie, I'm thinking of the uh, the Clark station in town here, down by yeah. fucking lo- uh, the church. For sure. It's straight up. Except it's, it's on an, like, a country road, nothing but trees around you, no motherfuckers, no, and no everybody roads other than the one you're And for like 40 on. years before they had kids. Definitely. Probably drank their fair amount of Jack Daniels in the process Or paint well. thinner. During, di- well, huffing the paint thinner. Let's be real. You don't really drink paint thinner that often without dying right on this shit's um, good it is good i gotta be real it's like apple cider you know the only reason i haven't started vaping is because i don't want to be a douche yeah no like uh the only like, I, that... I only don't do it because i don't want to be that guy doing it also yeah because every time i see some dude on the side of the road blow a big old vape cloud i'm like that fucking <sighs> Yeah. Okay. So, like, the owners at the baker, they call they call it a douche flute. But like, hey, man, at least I'm not smoking cigarettes anymore, though. That's a thing. Right. Like, I mean, you can get them without nicotine. Like Jared has it without nicotine in it. I mean, it's it's kind of, it's just a nice little taste, and it's it preoccupies your time a little. Like, it's I don't know. I just I stop smoking. I enjoy it. I can understand that, and they do taste good. I mean, as long as it's. The only problem is Nicole, of course. You know she's allergic to the primary ingredient, and in other than water. So yeah, yeah, these are all propylene glycol. Yeah, propylene, water, and then natural and artificial flavorings. Yep, the the whole glycerin thing really fucks her. It really does. I mean, I felt bad on my birthday when she was over, and I was trying to vape, and I was like, ugh, 
damn it, I'm drunk. Sorry. Like, I don't mean to, like, right. do this all the time. But well, your living room's a lot bigger than ours. Anyway, f- point being, can you imagine having a fucking allergy where soap, Gatorade, vape Everything. juice, like, almost anything you buy that has any preservatives in it that is also, like, sweet, typically, definitely has it in it. A lot of body products has propylene glycol in it. Most cleaning products have like some sort of glycol in it. Yeah. It's fucking insane how much that's thank God it's not like like a deadly allergy for her. Yeah. It's just like, like an irritant people are more than anything. To shellfish, but like, where it's like Yeah. Well gee. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, sorry. I have to tell you this though. High V has had this sale right now. You get a uh, two pounds of uh jumbo shrimp like they got this they're their whole shrimp get two pounds of them for 11 bucks like not even veined they're they're no they're the whole they shrimp. still got the mud vein and everything like you gotta be they're they're like they're fucking crawdad circle, right they're no they're 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 a full shrimp with like everything so, i would love to have a crawdad feast dude okay you saw my facebook post the other day right where I was like, no, the, so. a city I really want to go to just to oh, stuff Oh, yeah, New my Orleans. Face. Yeah. yeah. Dude, okay. New Orleans, as they say. Uh, they only people from say only people from not New Orleans say it, New Orleans. Yeah, right. Um, no, Danielle wants Wait, to go down. Wait, you said that backwards. Only no, no, people no, no, from no, no. New Orleans say uh, According to Kinsey from the hospital, because she lived in New Orleans, she's like, that's how fucking everybody tries to say it. They don't say it right. It's New Orleans. Nolans. She's like, I don't know. She said it differently. It's like, okay, but Nolans. Well, Danielle wants to go down to. I think New they Orleans pronounce soon. the new a little bit more, but it's it's still like an Arlands. Nolans. Yeah. yeah, I I mean I have no idea, but she wants to go down there. Danielle wants to go down there for Mardi Gras, and I totally be okay with that. It'd be just a because, wild time. Yeah, like I'll be like, if you're paid for it, I'll fucking go with you. Yeah, because she, she just wants to see titties. I was like, I can't argue with that. I too want to see titties. What but a coincidence! I, but I also really want to eat. <laughs> The main That's reason hilarious. I want to go to that city is because of their food. Like that right? food seems magical. Oh my god! I love gumbo and everything they have. I I love po boys. Po boys are delicious. That's a funny word. Po boys, but also everything they seem to serve has some sort of crustacean in it. And if not crawdads and shrimp or maybe some fucking some mussels. And honestly, out of every place in this, like in the southern half of the whole fucking country that I want to try, it's strictly New Orleans food because that food seems magical. It does. Like, I don't that Creole food seems like it's got to taste incredible. I mean, I just don't care. Fuck you, Quick Trip. Why are you texting me? I don't care about any other southern food like. No place has a unique setup like that. I would enjoy like going to a legitimate Texas spit. Yeah, I think that's, but that's not even that southern to me. Like, no, that's it, not even that to me. That's, that's American. Like a, yeah, that just seems barbecue. That's just America. You think Texas? You think apple pie and barbecue ribs? But, yeah, basically. exactly. But like Creole Southern Bayou food. Yeah. Dude. Dude, that's specific. And that's that, very I, specific. I love Cajun seasoning. I love Cajun <sighs> flavors. Oh my and god, I know. Seeing the oysters and the fucking oh no, seriously, like this, I'd love to go with you. I really would. Like this summer, I will go down to New Orleans. I don't if it's not for Mardi Gras, I will go down there it's just to eat the this food. Year for me. That's ugh. if I go anywhere this year, it's gonna be Denver. So I mean that's fair. Like, be my I'd honeymoon. like to go. Um get married, folks! 
We'll have to talk about this later, though, because we're way yeah, off we topic. we are way off topic, aren't And we? we're not even 10 minutes uh, into the movie yet. Well, to be fair, usually we have a solid 15 minutes before we even get to the movie. It's we called- got... Since you were out of the room taking a whiz, I got to the movie right away. I was just kind of like, hey, this is what's going on. This is what we're doing. We're going to compare a little bit. By this point of the movie, by the way, it's all pretty much the same. Nothing really changes. Um, The only real difference by this point is the fact that – why are you – I hate the fact that you're in charge of the fireball. Um, The only difference so far is that Earl doesn't exist in the initial – in the old movie and that – I should really look up the actual yeah, because I, I, I like referring to the, like the '76 movie for some reason. It, it's a good differenti- differentiation. Um, We're too drunk right now, dude. Like I said, this is the most we've been drunk basically since the probably first eight mil that we did not, together. Not the first eight mil. It was well, okay. So we've done because on it to this day, I haven't posted any of the drunk cast yet. I'm saving that. There will be a day. I was like, this will be. From like the first six months that we started podcasting, I want to do it like two years in, and like this is me and the hamster fucking hammer drunk. Try to interpret what we're saying, dude. Just, just try. Okay, here's the thing. I'm gonna get it. What I, was I looking at? Oh, never mind. I remembered. Yeah. I, for some reason, I opened Snapchat though instead of IMDb. I found a I found a Mac at Pawn America this morning that I might try to pick up. Tell so, me more. Um, it was like it was like 150 bucks. It was just a cheap that little is laptop. Cheap. It was it was an old laptop. Like it's probably older than yours. Does it look like mine or is it more cubic? It's more like cubic. more square. It's more square. Yeah. yeah, that would have been like the stuff that uh, almost uh, the old school that East used to provide, like in the uh, the cart racks. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that would be um, the same one. The same one that all the kids at fucking Loyola got. Yeah. You know the same fucking computer. That's that's the one that I'm looking at. That's just, our Catholic high school here in town, by the way, guys. Just so I could, because uh, I I've actually been playing around with the idea of my own podcast. Oh, right on. And uh, I'll, clearly, I'd invite you over. It's quite often. honestly super easy to do. It. All right. I, this was a spiel that I wanted to go on the other. I was at work and I was listening to. The most recent smod, uh, second most recent smodcast that was released that was uh, entitled Requiem, because um, Rick, uh, fuck, why is this co- uh, Alan Rickman? Alan Rickman, Alan Rickman died, and he was somebody that was near and dear to K Smith. Salud, salud to Alan Rickman, aka Professor Smith, uh, and uh, Bowie and uh, Lemmy. Die Hard. Hans, uh, Hans. Oh yeah, yeah. Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber. They're um, getting easier. Anyway, Those shots are getting they easier. They definitely are getting easier. Um, that's <laughs> never a good thing. K. Smith uh, has this really eloquent way of talking about people that he has an extreme appreciation for. And so this Rick William episode was uh, kind of a breakdown of the three people that had died really close to him. What? Did- Oh, all right. Sounds good. Well, this is more for me than anything else anyway. So, um, (laughs) no, he's got, so anyway, he's got a really eloquent way of talking about people that he really appreciates and, uh, fuck. I don't even know where I was going with this. Now that I think about it, you know what? It's better that I just get back in the movie because if I just keep going with that, I'm just going to get way too, uh, sidetracked. It's better that I try to do that on my own. Anyway. Uh, I love K. Smith. That was gay. Um, so let's catch back up. 
So like I last said is the only real difference is that Earl doesn't exist in the older version. Uh, He is a non-existent character. She never stops at any extra shop to pick up keys in the original version. Um, It was not 1976, by the way. It was 1978, uh, just for clarity. Um, So at this point in the modern version, now we're back to what we're actually reviewing here for fuck's sakes. Uh, She leaves that gas station. Uh, The guys are all kind of... Or the guy, rather, Johnny, is a little bit because he's uh, being made fun of, essentially, by his two buddies. And uh, she takes off. And basically where we arrive next, God, I do that too much, basically, kind of, sort of like this. Um, she arrives at this fucking cabin. And this goddamn cabin is fucking amazing. It's got... No, no, I moved on from that. I somewhat lost where I was going with it. So I was like... Honestly, it's for the better. Okay. Because I would I would ramble on for quite a while. It's true. If I got talking about Kevin Smith and we're and not on just normal ginseng, we're talking about a movie here. It, precisely. So I figured I would catch up and be like, okay, so this that's was a struggle with being drunk. The last thing, too. right? We're, we're on drunk task. and we're not on task. But so that's the fun of it. She arrives at the cabin, and it's this. Oh, fuck it. it I guess I can't even uh, imagine how many bedrooms it is because they don't give you like a full tour of the fucking facilities or okay, anything. Okay, so but... the cabin, it's, I'm going to say it's technically one and a half story. It's one main floor and then it's got like a loft area where that's oh, yeah, where I the guess bedroom you're right. is. It it's is, like a it's kitchen, more of a, one and a, half. a little living room, and then there's just like, and there's no real walls for the bedroom. It's just a stair that goes up. And then you're assuming that's just the bedroom because you never actually see the top floor, but. Correct. If you've ever been in a cabin kind of thing, that's what you're assuming it is. Like, it's not a huge place, but the property is huge. Well, honestly, the building is pretty nice. Yeah, no, it's it's got like a it's like a a living room, a family room, a dining room, and a kitchen all on the main floor. Like, it just kind of wraps around. Like, there's like a fireplace, um, in the middle of the area. You know, that kind of separates it. Mm-hmm. It's a really nice cat. Like. Honestly, if that could be my house, I'd fucking oh, yeah. love that. It's right on the edge of like some thin lake or perhaps a river. I mean, yeah, it depends it, on which edition you're talking. I think I in the s- old one, it looks more like a river to me. Honestly, throughout both of the movies, I still think it's more of like a channel. Like it's just like a little, um, like it's a body of water connecting two, like either a bayou and a bodies, river, right? Or sorry, like a, like a, like a swamp or a big large slough area. Wetland. Yeah, and uh, and a lake or a river and a lake. Like it's right. in the middle ground. It's a nice body of water, and I'm, I would I would stab somebody to live there. It's got a beautiful porch. Oh my god! In either of the movies, I would kill somebody to live there because I like that area. I like having a body of water. This is supposedly taking place in Northern Connecticut and or New Hampshire. I believe so. I believe yes. was our determination from last time round. <laughs> yeah, before I shut everything off. And oh, I long hate. before that. I saw an hour before that we came up with it's that true. determination. Um, um, so, yeah, she shows up there and she starts kind of getting comfy. She goes in, she starts unloading shit. Ooh, fucking booze. Jesus Christ. Uh, another shot? Is that what you're saying? What? No, don't what? stop. Don't um, stop. That's what she said. No, well, those. God damn it. Ha 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 ha. Uh, so she busts out some wine and has herself uh, a glass or two. I mean, we only really see the one, but you can assume she has a little bit of wine. Um, and that's pretty much the end of the scene. They're just kind of showing you like, Hey, this is where this chick is hanging out. And 
This is where it's going to be for the next however many weeks and all that good shit. Three months. Is that what it was? It was three months. Why didn't you say that fucking sooner instead of let me go in a couple of weeks? That's what I, I said. We said so it last time. It's a summer vacation. Yeah, she's going to stay out there for three months to write a novel or a book, short story, whatever. If she, if she stayed out there for three months to write a short story, she sucks and she probably has too many chromosomes. This is actually a pretty good flavor. I like it. I, I was really hoping they'd give me the free flavor for Doughboy because my punch card was full, but they're like, we can't give these flavors out. And I was like, God damn it. Because I think those are their homemade ones. Uh, where they're not allowed to give them out. It's like, God damn it. These are the only ones I really, 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 really like. You'd think the homemade ones would be the ones that you could give away for free. I don't know. The other, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't really ask a whole lot of questions. I was like, whatever. But, um, okay. So, she's there to write. And we just went over how she was chilling on the lake, whatever. And Okay. Yeah. So the, oh, well, I don't know if we went over nope. it necessarily. Okay. So she settles into her cabin. It's really not much. Yeah. The next morning, you get her, you kind of get the hint that it's the next day. She's out kind of like sunbathing on the lake or whatever. She's sitting out on her dock, um, just kind of chilling. And uh, she hears a noise, or she thinks she hears a noise. She kind of looks around. Doesn't amount to much. Um, that night, she's sitting on her deck. And uh, she's typing again. So she's typing on her laptop a little bit more, having another glass of wine. Um, and she hears this whack, 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 whack kind of noise. And she goes to, uh, she's kind of looking around and she sees this, um, uh, what is it? This, sh- this tool shed. She sees this tool shed. What the fuck does that say? Is that Phoebe? Full hole. Oh my god! And you crossed it out instead of erasing. Dryways whiteboard here, man. And he crosses it out. Photo. Okay. This notebook. Struggle. Okay, hold on, hold on. No, so she hears uh, some some weird sounds while she's out on the. Uh, this is on the porch now. Yep. All uh, right. Okay, so she's doing a little whatever out on the porch. She's got a laptop out. Having a drink, uh, probably another glass of wine. That was a real rough sip for you, apparently. And she hears some uh, some Try sounds that. and it kind of made no, this I'm too not... strong. What the fuck do you want from me? I you made that too strong. Try it. I can't. Ugh. I don't know. It feels really strong. That sip was bad for me. Nah, man. Actually, you're bitching about nothing because mine's not that bad. I haven't eaten in two days. It must. Mine's. As bad, if not worse, than yours. Anyway, regardless. Um, irregardlessly. Irregardlessly, correct. We are so good at this right now. Uh, so she hears this noise, that it turns out to be this tool shed that's knocking around. So she's like, I'll call you back. She's on the phone with somebody. Her mom, that's what, right? Maybe somebody. I think it's her mom. Somebody. Um, so she goes to check out this tool shed, and she kind of looks inside, and you see the stuff that, on a, like the, the thing that the camera focuses on, um, I said this in the our pre-podcast that we fucked up. Sorry, I fucked up. Um, it foreshadows a lot to what happens in the movie because um, the few things that the camera focuses on is uh, it's the fishing rod and, like, the lie and uh, the rope and things like that. Like, you know, they, she's just kind of looking around in this tool shed that actually has uh, a pretty decent light system in it. And she's like, okay, whatever. She shuts the door and just kind of walks back her cabin or yeah she walks back to the cabin she's like whatever um 
She uh, spills some wine on herself when she sits back yeah, down. Yeah, no, she, I yeah, she, yeah, she sits back down and uh, immediately knocks over the wine, and she has the most stainable cloth ever. And so she goes inside. It's just like quarter button up, long sleeve sort yeah, of deal. A cardigan. Yeah, a cardigan essentially. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good so call. She's uh, she's in the. She goes inside and she's standing in her her bra and panties because she's not in her swimsuit anymore. Um, it's night time in the middle yeah. of the fucking forest. So she's trying to wash, rinse that out in the sink, and then the camera cuts to a uh, home recording device because you see the uh, the film, the obvious uh, low low budget camera and the record sign in the camera, right, or in the view, and uh, it's watching her from what appear you know the window as she washes this out, and it's kind of watching her or whatever, and then it just cuts to like the next day. Um, the gentleman from the gas station, three of them, are uh, out on the river fishing. And uh, basically, they're just beating a catfish with a stick. They're talking, and they're kind of giving a... Uh, it's Stanley, Johnny... What's the other guy's name? At Andy? No, uh, we skipped the running scene. Oh! The running scene happens after that oh, yeah, uh, she, nighttime spilling yeah, the wine she's on just out, She's just out jogging. Uh, yeah, so it, yeah, after that scene, it just it cuts to the next morning. Uh, you can presume just based on the fact that she's doing any sort of working out running type scenario. Uh, so she's just going for a jog through the woods, and yeah, it's, it's you're just kind of getting the idea of what kind of area they're in, that kind of thing again, you know. And 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 as with <laughs> fucking Jeepers oh, yeah. Creepers, we ran into some weird situation where it seems like two separate areas of the world that they're doing the filming in, but. Uh, she pulls up. T- oh, right. <laughs> I'm remembering what happened this okay. time, last time. <laughs> so while she's out on the jog the next morning, she stumbles upon this old cabin. And uh, according to Petey. I can't recreate what happened last time. That's probably my my biggest bummer that we're missing out on because that was a pretty decent little story I built up. According to Petey, the old tenants of this cabin, which is just fucking swallowed by the swamp, basically, that they're on. Been reclaimed um, by nature. They uh, what did they die of, Petey? Rickets. 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 And do you remember what rickets was? Uh, brittling of the bones. It, yeah, it was softening of the bone tissue, uh, in children. In children, right? Um, right. Oh yeah. Oh, that's what it yeah. was. That's so, what it was. So there was we an watching, inbreeding yeah. type scenario here, where this family had inbred for so many years that by the time the parents of this final generation had their children. The children had such brittle, soft bones that when they went down the slide that they had in the backyard, they went down choo-choo style, kind of like how you would on a toboggan where the little sister sits in front and the big brother sits behind her and kind of holds her, makes sure she's safe. You're going down the hill, you hit the bottom, but this is a sled, so it's not a hill, or this is a slide, rather, not a hill and a sled. So you hit the bottom, and you go sliding way off the sled. You both crash into the fucking ground. You shatter both of your femurs. Both of you. That's four total broken femurs. And then you tumble along the ground for a little while until, indeed, you say you run into a gator's mouth. And it chews you the fuck alive. Now, this problem gets even larger when the parents realize what the fuck happened. Now, these fucking inbred, crazy-ass, fucking semi-bipolar, but definitely uh, autistic parents realize that their children have just been eaten alive and essentially pulverized into human pudding and they can't handle that reality. And so as a result, they fucking kill themselves. The mom just ends up getting shot in the head. The dad, you know, kind of helps her along the way sort of, but like he gets himself hung up 
and then like as he falls from the noose, it pulls the trigger of the shotgun, and they both basically die at the same time because his neck breaks, and it's just this whole heart sobbing, fucking broken family story where the kids die of rickets and the parents just can't handle that kind of heartbreak and and everybody just sort of moves on with their lives for about 30 seconds and then decide it's better that we just die and so they just sort of kill each other and that's how this dilapidated house just got abandoned and left here because there was some very brief uh investigation they actually brought in the manitowoc sheriff's department from making a murder to help out with this case and they realized there was no sort of really foul play here. It was all natural causes. So they just kind of left the house. Nobody wanted to buy it up. It was this real problematic situation with the bank. And they eventually just kind of let it go. And now it's, there's like a tree growing up through the fucking living room. The bathroom's all fucked up. The toilet looks like somebody's been shitting in it. Like some sort of raccoon family's been using it for their fecal uh, disposal service. So like that's a real goddamn disaster. But there is still a couch that looks like it's sleepable, which will come in... Uh, to play later on in this movie. But for now, that's kind of how this dilapidated house came to be this thing that she stumbles upon during her jog the next morning after this whole wine-spilling fiasco. Was that pretty close to what I did last time? I think that was pretty close that to the story. That was better. I have no clue what you were even talking about, but that was amazing. I think it was pretty close to the same story. You know, story I'm I tried not to, even going to say it's close. I'm just going to say we're doing fireball to it. Fuck. We have ice cubes. Fire still. burning, fire burning. Dude, on I'm gonna shit my brains floor. out later. Uh, <laughs> because of this fireball. Uh, there's really not much to say here, though, folks. She just kind of goes inside. She checks it out. She's like, ah, this is kind of creepy. Is sort of the vibe you get out of her body language. And then uh, that's just sort of the end of that. So, um, runs. Uh, comes so she runs. The house. Uh, now she's, she's back at the cabin. Yep. And she's. Uh, you know, kind of sweaty. She wants to what? She's trying to shower, right? That's the initial thing. Oh, uh, she goes to the bathroom, and that's when she ends up dropping her phone in the toilet. And then she's like, "Oh shit!" Um, I have to pee again, folks. Kay. This is the issue with liquor: is there's too much urine involved, and you way over poured my drink, my shot on this one. I, oh, don't compare. They're about the same. You just got an ice cube in yours. Um. Okay. So she uh. So she ends up dropping her phone in the toilet. She's like, oh, shit, 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 shit. She pulls it out, whatever. It's clearly not going to work. Um, and then she goes, she's having some water issues. She calls a plumber, and it ends up being with this dude named Matthew who's slightly retarded. Like, he's got, his parents ate paint chips while they were pregnant with him and probably did hardcore drugs. Like, uh, they, they jerked off alligators. Um... So he fixes her her plumbing, whatever. She's like, oh, it's good. And she gets all excited. And she's really forward with it. And she gives him a kiss, like, right on the face. Like, she's super forward about this. Gives, like, kisses him. And he's like, ha, 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 ha. And uh, he ends up leaving. And then uh, it cuts to the three gentlemen from the gas station who are now, they're out fishing on the river, channel, whatever. And, uh. It's basically, it's Johnny, Andy, and, uh, uh, Johnny, Andy, and Stanley. They're out fishing, and they're, like, whacking this dead catfish, right? And they're, uh, Andy and Stanley are giving Johnny shit about this, uh, city girl, which happens to be Jennifer Hills, um, and they're, like, you know, kind of being, like, oh, you had no chance with her, blah, 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 
Uh, however, Matthew has a new girlfriend, which happens to be this lady, because she kissed him, and he's like, oh, I could have that if I want. She's like, no, you can't. It's just some stuck-up city bitch. And uh, he's like, whatever, I'll show you. I'll get Ma Matthew, I'm going to help you out right now. And uh, I'm a, you wouldn't even know what to do with a hot piece of ass like that. Um, so it kind of, it's a real sense of foreboding through this whole, uh, through this whole scene. It's like, okay, shit's about to not go Jennifer Hills's way. <laughs> yeah. You kind of have the idea that these backwoods redneck motherfuckers have this really negative opinion of what a city girl is and that there's these, some sort of fucking, all of them are some skanky hoe that lives or sorry, works in the, like the seediest fucking strip club in town and fucks for like 50 bucks off, off, you know, campus, whatever. Yeah. I guess it's like. Um, basically you don't like in the now age, you just don't think that, uh, people like this exist, like being straight so up sheltered. But I mean, clearly they do because there's still parts <clears throat> of the world. Granted, not in America so much. No, definitely in America. I don't think so. I think not you're crazy. This bad. Honestly, dude. And I, okay, sorry. I can't remember if I mentioned this last time around, but if you've never seen it, try to get your fucking hands on the uh, fuck. Swamp people. Got it. Salud. Yeah, that's a good one, too. I can't remember the whole title. Salute. Indeed. Why did oh. <laughs> I remember that? Uh, <laughs> uh, why did uh, I drink out of that cup? I remembered what it was while I was doing the shot. It's a documentary called "The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia." <laughs> it's a Dick House production, which means it was made by the same people that made the Jackass yeah, movies. Yeah. That said, don't. If you don't like the Jackass movies, don't take this as, like, uh, you're not going to enjoy it because you don't like the Jackass movies. They're... <laughs> we should have done so much fireball. God damn it. They're not... Don't even put that on me. They're not at all re related. They're we just got made one by the shot each Johnny left. Knoxville kind of orchestrated the whole sort of shit and shebang, but he never appears in the movie or anything. Spiel. You never even see, like, a narrator or somebody that's doing the interviewing. It's all about this family called... The White family. Their last name is White. In the fucking hills of West Virginia. And if you just watch through this documentary, you realize the fucking backwoods ass people that still live in the States. Like, I think we're, nah, I'm not even going to say that. Just like the fact that we don't live in, in the South, an extremely rural area. This, I don't know. West Virginia is not even the South. They're fucking hill people. Okay. They're, well, they're mountain folk. They live in, in a, the South. an old coal mining town. Okay. Um, but anyway, people like that totally exist. I'm telling you, man. Yeah, they're fucking crazy. I just like fucks. to think they don't. Or or making a murder when you get there, you realize how fucking dumb and backwoodsy that family is. I mean, sure, wrongdoings, whatever. But they are fucking dumb, and you don't realize how dumb. Okay, one of my favorite parts of the series was this kid that gets wrongly convicted by the end of this uh the series. Spoilers, motherfuckers. Um, I haven't seen the whole thing. He and his mother, neither of them know what the definition of the word inconsistent is. He says, what's inconsistent mean? And she's like, I don't know. 
And they're both they they both have no fucking clue what the word inconsistent because they're they're referring to his statements because he, he by this point he's made two or three different statements yeah. and they're inconsistent and he does not understand what the word inconsistent mean and neither and does his mother. Okay, that's how backwoodsy these fucking people are. Like that's how dumb and non-educated these people. So t- to say that those folks don't exist is pretty fucking far-fetched, yeah. honestly. Those, like, oh, you cousin, seen Swamp People and yeah. fucking Duck Tudor, Dynasty Tudor. or whatever? No, I never watched Duck Dynasty because I didn't give a fuck about that show. Me either, but because, it's enough to know that they're fucking okay. backwoods country folk. Uh, th- sorry, we're gonna go off on a tangent here about. There's gonna be lots of tangents to this one because we're uh, way more. Yeah. Drunk. Okay. Inconsistent. My fucking four-year-old niece knows what yeah. in, what consistency Basic is. Basic ass word. Like, I don't think that's a hard word to but know. But this is coming from a kid who just, like, admitted to being a part of a rape, mutilation of a corpse, and murderer. And, and murder, rather. And he also is concerned about getting back to, in time for sixth period's test. Yeah. Or he's... He's like, am I going to miss WrestleMania? Yeah. No, he's like, like hey, can I get back for six period? I got a project. This dude. kid's dumb. I just listened to your guys' full, uh, uh, was it the Jen's 2015? Uh, yeah, the 2015 yeah. review that I yeah. posted like two weeks, yeah. three weeks late. Because I got like podcast that. addict and I finally started listening to him. Like every time I drive in the car, I listen to it now. Right um, on. It, literally, ours is the only podcast I listen to. <laughs> Because I don't have enough time to devote to it. No, that's fine. It's tough. Like there's, a lot there's, of podcasts are at least an hour long. Yeah, no, there's a lot of podcasts that I'm interested in, but I like to hear what the Gents Inc. part is because 90% of the time, I'm only part of the 8mm. Um, so, Which isn't by design no, at all. It's well, just it's how more, it works out. More than lo- – I mean, I it's, I'm fine with it being by design because I like to hear the other thing because I – Honestly, if you tried to include a third, per, a fourth person into the Gensink, it'd be too much. It would just be too much. I think the really the only issue comes in, and I mean, honestly, this is a little off track, behind the scenes, non-relevant to the fucking listeners. But the only real restriction is this piece of equipment right here. I, I think if if I had four microphones and and four ports, it really yeah. wouldn't be that big of an issue because we all know when it's our time to talk or when you have an opportunity. So yeah. like, the problem comes from four people trying to talk into two microphones. Yeah. One well, of which is extremely dynamic and doesn't pick up very much uh, ambient sound overall. And then the one picks up nothing but ambient sound basically. And I mean that, and <clears throat> you know, I mean, clearly our schedules don't, none of our schedules work out perfectly. That's a fact. Point we, being, Podcasts aren't as aren't as easy as it sounds. There's a no. reason my band broke up. I'm trying to get five dudes in the same place at least once a week when we all uh, uh, well, okay, and then three we, of us live in the same town, and then two of them live in two completely separate towns. So getting five fucking people together at least one day a week when some of us live at least forty five miles away is nearly impossible. And even in town, it's fucking difficult. We're grown ass men with fucking lives, dude. Yeah, it's hard to do work that takes up. Literally five Boom, days a week. 40 hours, least. gone. Yeah. And then, you know, most, okay, literally all of us now are Hard taken. So, okay, yeah, yeah We shit. all have ladies, so that doesn't help either. Yeah. And, and you don't want to, like, be like, hey, I got to do this because clearly you got a vagina. And that's better. That said, I love being here. And, uh. I'm okay. in every fucking episode of this show. Well, that's because you host, host it. it. Right, but I get you it. You have to. I get it, but it's like, I love this. It's fun. While there's all that life shit in the way sometimes, 
God, this is so far off topic, but I, like I I'm love saying, it, man. This is so. This is my favorite fucking thing, and this is kind of ties into where I was gonna go with the whole Kevin Smith thing. Is he's he just he's just so encouraging. The way that man talks about things and people, for that matter, that he cares about. It's just just fucking do something. Like don't be like, hey. Oh, I would love to start a podcast, or hey, I'd love to try stand-up comedy, or God, I'd love to make a, a short film someday. Stop talking about it and just fucking get just out there and goddamn it. do it. And um, after three, four, or five months of listening to him say that, it, it was time that we started this. March of March 11th is when we launched the official first show, three shows all in one day, just because, well, I don't know. I you really just kind of built some up. And... I had three of them in that for some reason. I put them all up in the same day, but whatever. Nonetheless, it's just, it's... You gotta just fucking do things sometimes. Also, real Instead quick side note, it, right? Um, that's I, not gonna yeah, I know. mute anything. Depending on how tomorrow goes at work, <laughs> I might want that back, right? Just because if I decide to walk out tomorrow because I'm just sick of it, I'm probably gonna play drums for a while. You got time on your hands at that point. Why yeah, not? for the whole weekend Why as not? I apply for jobs. Just so you know. Anyway, right. she's at uh, they, they it's that foreboding scene. Where uh, they no, were no, no. All... We were we were at uh, fucked up water at this point. We left off at fucky water. Her shit hasn't been fixed or anything. Yet. No, I, that was before you walked out of the room. Oh right, right. Because yeah. then the Kay. whole the whole fucking scene with with the Matthew. With the guys I happens. already went right, through Matthew right, right. and those three guys. Sorry, folks. That... I'm behind the ball um, here. So it goes back to her at the cabin again right. at night. Um. She's kind of hanging out and she's having a couple drinks of uh, wine as she's typing on her computer. And uh, she decides, you know what? It's time for the Doobie Brothers. Smoking doobies with my brothers. Dude, where's my office? I totally lost it. Um, so she's has a more. Was that your chair? <laughs> no, no, no. That was my dog. She was all sad and. <laughs> Bummed out that she can't get in here. Can I um, hold Coop right now? Is that a thing? You can open the door. I don't okay, give a sorry. Fuck. Take it away. She's she's smoking a marijuana cigarette. Yeah, she's uh smoking a marijuana cigarette, and uh, really, there's not a whole lot going on. Um, so er- earlier on, uh, when her water issue was an issue, also she her dropped her phone broke. in the toilet. And fucked up her phone. Her phone's still an issue by this point. She tried to fix it. Didn't get anywhere. Um, so now she's just like, fuck it. I'm going to smoke this J and uh, be happy. Dog. Dude, Cooper is an amazing dog. I love this little bitch. Um, but yeah, so she's she smokes a J and, and basically just passes the fuck out. Until um, about 3.50 in the morning. Presumably speaking. That's when she looks at the clock. Oh, is it? It's yeah. 3.50? All right, fair enough. Um, she hears a noise basically that wakes her up. God, I did it again. Fucking basically that goddamn word should not be in my vocabulary anymore. I also don't like the word like that goes back to eighth grade math class. With I mean, Mr. Davis. I use it a lot, but it doesn't bother me as much as being like, basically this is what happened when it's like, no, this is exactly what happened. Yeah. I, was, well, I, he, I wrote notes Mr. Davis it. specifically hated yeah. the word like, I never had Mr. Davis. So he hated that word. He's like, don't say that. He was a giant headed teacher at our school. But he was also a fucking genius. Like, he had like literally, a 107 IQ yeah, or some he, shit like he, that. He had the genius level IQ. He was a smart dude, but he was Whatever also a was. prick. Very much so. Um, so she goes back to the back door, and after, of course, hearing a sound, and she goes and checks shit out. 
and she she doesn't really find anything initially. She walks away. But but this is a this is a key part right here. I think she she puts a deadbolt in or a padlock in the shed door, the tool shed, but she doesn't lock it. She she just kind of puts the loop through the uh, um the jigger. The well, the tool the shed tool thing lock. hasn't happened yet. Hasn't it? No, because first there's a noise that she checks out, but it's really nothing. And she closes the door and goes back. And as she's walking away from the door, she hears another noise. <laughs> oh my god! Fucking Christ! Uh, so yeah, she goes back to the kitchen. She gets like a glass of water or some shit, and that's when the next noise, like a, hits. And she drops the glass, breaks all over the floor. And she goes to check on the sound, and it's a dead bird out on the porch. And at this point, she's like, okay, what the fuck? And looks out, and she sees that the tool shed is now open. The door is open. So this is where we kind of get to what you're saying, is when she went out there the first time when she closed the door, she put the little thingy on the tool shed, uh, the padlock, and didn't actually lock it. She just So it would stay shut. You know, one of those, like, slide over latches with the twisty knobby dealies. I don't know if you have any idea a what I was referring no no no, 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 no. I mean, like, the uh, the mechanism that, oh. like, you would... It's a metal plate not, that goes on the There's a, a piece plate. attached, not on the door, and then there's a little thing yeah. with a hole through it on the door, and then you put a the normal, thing over A normal padlock. A normal padlock mechanism. Yeah. Something that you would Yeah, lock. exactly. Or you'd stuff a stick through to lock or your that, friends in a shed. If you're not worried about... Yeah. Right. If you're not if worried somebody's about the inside outside part. and you're not really worried about them breaking. Correct. Cool. Uh, so Just anyway, yeah, so she didn't latch that shit, and now it's it's hanging wide open, which basically insinuates the fact that somebody would have had to have taken the lock off in order for that door to open up. So <clears throat> she uh, goes out, she fixes it, and now she's walking back, and she's already freaked out by this point. It's true. What happens next? So she gets back. And she walks inside her cabin, and she uh, she locks the door. She's like, ugh. You can tell she's kind of shaken up. But she gets back, and she notices something on her computer. And it just happens to be a picture of these three gentlemen. The gentlemen, not From us. the gas station. Andy, Stanley, and Johnny are, uh, they are the dudes on her back. She's like, ah, what the fuck? Um, I don't understand. We have to get giant clouds out of those. I don't get it. You don't get it? I don't get it. Yeah, I, I never had a cloud like that. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. You don't lung it. You can't lung it. You can't lung it? You can't lung it because that diminishes the cloud. And also, I'll open up the air valve real quick and I'll turn the temp up. Uh, how, how do you not lung it? I only yeah. have so much mouth space. Looks like you're lunging it. Yeah, I don't get it. You don't get it. I don't get yes, it. okay. You don't like like pressurize it in your lungs. You can like breathe. Just breathe in. Just basically just go. <laughs> I don't get it. All right, let's see if this works. Let's see if this works. I'm learning how to vape here on. I, mean, I guess we're not technically live. We're almost but... at two hours now. No, we're not. We're like an hour and uh, fifty-five minutes, twenty or so. Hour twenty or I so. I burn my tongue. Fuck you. Um, lung it. No, don't lung it. But don't lung it. 
Just breathe in. Don't, you see, you're holding it. You hold it, just Im immediately breathe out. Just go. Okay, I see what's going on here. Just so, do it. Try it real quick. A marijuana cigarette, I would hit differently from how yeah, I would hit this. Yeah, just go. See? You pretty much got a nice cloud I see there. what's going on. Yeah. I see what's going on here. But so when also, I add oxygen to it, it yeah, fucks it, fucks it, it all up. up. Yeah, and when you pressurize it in your lungs, like it hurts normal. my throat more when I do it that way. That's what cigarette. That's what cigarette smokers have, though. Gross. That's why they they have a hard time quitting cigarettes, though. Like everything that they try, it doesn't get that same effect in their throat. Like the early e cigs did not have that, and that's a big thing for uh, smokers. So they want it. like an irritating itch in the throat it's because after a while of smoking, it's not an irritating itch. It's that I, you feel that in the back of your throat. You're just like, okay, a pleasurable and, pain. And it, it, it gets like right down here. Like you can feel it down here eventually. Huh? And you just get used to that. You just get used to that, that kick, that harshness. Huh? Not a fan. No, like it, it, it's one of those things that it's unique to cigarette smokers. You know, it's odd. I know people that have gotten into smoking from e-cigs. That's the opposite of what's supposed to be. Yeah, I know. I get Granted, that. Parker, for instance, like he has officially become nicotine addicted because he's like he was never see, a smoker, and then he started smoking a six plus nicotine, and like now he see, like if he goes a full day, he hates it. But with also with Parker, he sucks because well, there's that. But but yeah, I mean not not to say Parker you suck, but I mean like it's Parker. I mean he's I, a. I feel I, like he's a try-hard sometimes. Some, I, sometimes. Frankly, I he, I don't think he's going to listen to this. And even if he does, I'm not too bummed about him hearing this because like, maybe it'll help him realize that he kind of sucks sometimes. Um, like, he's nice, but he wants to try things, and he just wants to jump into things too much. And he wants those that are into it to like him too hard. I think yeah, that's the part that really, like... That, that social... Right. Like, yeah. But he has his like I, from living with him for a year, like, I, oh, my God, we are so far off topic. But he like he bitched a lot that people never invited him to stuff. And it's like, well, it's because you're kind of a try hard, man. Like, well, also, I have that to a certain degree. I'll admit it. But like at the same time, it was like focus yourself on one group. Like, I felt like Parker is one of those kids that wants to be the middle of everything. He's trying but, to fit in everywhere. But I mean. Midway through high school, though, like you should know that you fit into a specific group of people. Just go with what you like, right? And just just play with those people because honestly, those people are gonna teach you lessons whether you learn them or not. And it's one of those things where I sound so adult like, <laughs> but saying, but like through high school, you know, when you're trying to figure out who you are and the people you like, you're gonna find those people that enjoy you and they promote good things to you. Granted, there are going to be those cliques of high schoolers that kike schoolers, whatever that are going to destroy your lives, but have some common sense. Be smart. Just don't ruin your life. Stop fucking off. Yeah. Like you should know I, by the time I you're think he's figured out who his friends are. The only problem is I think his friends are like bad friends and I hate, ugh. 
That's that's a hard part, though, man. I hate even saying that because, like, half of his bad friends are friends that at some point in some capacity I had in high school. Like, one of which is my ex-girlfriend, one of which is... That's why you don't associate with them anymore because they're slightly dysfunctional to your lifestyle. They're just not what I need in my life. Right. Um, I don't know, man. I just... That's to not get too deep into that. Yep, and let's go. Let's eight, go back you know, on the let's, movie. Let's maybe get back onto the movie, but fuck. It's okay. so difficult dealing so with that So she shit. sees these three gentlemen on her laptop screen, and she's like, oh, this isn't good. And then she goes to check the door again, and uh, who who walks out of the door first? Not, not three, but four men. Well, you really didn't explain the... Uh, we went through the, the Mashu thing. Did you say that yeah, while I, I was out there? Yeah. Okay, okay, I did miss that. Then. Yep. So, okay, so never mind then. So the four of them. No, so it's the, first it's the three of them. Matthew's, but Matthew's kind of a, there. He's, he's just he doesn't walk in right away. He kind of pops right. up. To be fair, um, he kind of he sheepishly walks in because he's uncomfortable. He it's obvious that despite him being a little simple, he's like not exactly comfortable with everything. What, what that's the going obvious on. plan yeah. is. Um, um, so these four dudes walk in within time and they just immediately start harassing her i mean they've just walked into this cabin that this chick is sleeping in for the next three months by herself as far as we know because the only boyfriend talk comes later on so it's true um so they go in they're harassing her and she's like i called the cops blah 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 because she's already been freaked out for a little while now so she's she's definitely been on edge but we know that her phone's fucked up and she never called the cops and they call her out on that too and they do indeed Johnny like, calls out calls out on to Matthew, that. your phone was flushed. Kind of deal. Like, How the, you, what phone are you gonna call him on? You know, or she starts with calling the cops. She says, "I called the cops. Right. I called the cops. They're on their way." The cops are already on their way. She's like, "Oh yeah, you called the cops. What phone was that in?" And uh, hold on, we'll wait a, oh, a minute or two on this. I can't even dump we'll, it. I gotta sip it. So. Hold on, no, we're gonna dump it. Don't sip it. Don't sip it. Don't sip. You sipped it. This motherfucker. I bought. Okay. I'm at work. It was, it was over. Oh, uh, over four this, centiliters. Okay. Or centiliters. Yeah. That's what it is. It's a centiliter. Okay. That's anyway. what CL stands for. Centiliter. Oh, I thought it was cubic liters. That didn't really. It's one one. It's cool. one one hundredth of a liter. You're not even a real dog. You're a gerbil. Uh, a fuzzy football, perhaps. But, okay. So, Johnny says... Oh, yeah, the cops are on their way? How'd you call them? And she's like, on my phone? And she's like, yeah, but your phone fell in the toilet. Matthew told us. And she's like, uh. And they, they're they harassing her. And she's like, my boyfriend's on his way. He's like, it's past four in the morning. Your boyfriend's not coming. What kind of boyfriend would let this hot piece of city ass come out into the country all by herself? No one. And then wouldn't be here by now. Yeah, he's like, he's calling her out. Matthew is, or sorry, Johnny. Johnny is the brains of this operation. Definitely. Besides Being what we learn soon is the sheriff. Ah, yes. The sheriff is the, the sheriff legit will come brains. Into play shortly. Johnny is like the lieutenant to the search. Salud. Let's let's just get this fireball over with, man. Can this be the last? Oh, it is. Thank it God. Is the, the last it is fireball. literally the last. Just fifth of fireball is officially gone after this And we show. haven't even Thank touched you. the 100 proof Captain Morgan I've got us well, for the night. I mean, we've touched it, but. I'm not driving home and I live I, a I block away. Say we haven't, I wouldn't say we've groped it by any oh, stretch. I sh- yeah, you clinked the wrong drink, but. 
Hello, gut rot. This is white girl drinking. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, yep. I, uh... I'm not driving home the block and a half I live away. Thank God. Um, cool. You suck. So, yeah. The boyfriend's definitely not coming. <laughs> and all the while. Okay, so uh, now there's... Well, at this point, we'll just kind of introduce the names of these other two folks, uh, aside from Matthew that you've met now and Johnny. Uh, these two other guys that were sitting at the gas station on the hood of the car when we were made reference to that particular station. Uh, you want to let her out real quick? Yeah. Stanley and um, Andy. Stanley and Andy. Stanley is this more portly sort of fellow. Um, Josh, did you say that you knew something else that he was from? I recognized his face uh, when I saw it. The Stanley gentleman. No, but I. Andy, the recorder. No, no, no. Stanley's the recorder. Oh. A- Andy is the slick back in the original. Yep. Okay, so. With the with the. Stanley. Stanley's the, the fatter guy. Yeah. Okay. Yes. He is from. He's the. Uh, Gay dude from Mean Girls. He hangs out with the gothic chick. Okay. Again, didn't get that reference the first time, but I knew you had the reference for it. Because so who if any of you out there get that, apparently not me since I don't really know. This dude know doesn't film, love but... Mean Girls. Who invented the toaster strudel? That's right, she did. Who wears pink on Wednesday? They do. Wow, that's great for them. I wore pink on my senior year like everybody else to... at my school did, so that's. Well, that's I did that. it um, on my senior year, and I fucking rocked it with you my pink. You did. You did. There's photo evidence of. A boa, even. Pink mohawk, pink day. fuzzy slippers, pink tight pants, pink v-neck, pink boa. So, Stanley has a video camera that he's been infatuated with. This has been a feature earlier on in the fish scene. Uh, not so much in the initial garage scene, uh, gas station scene, whatever you want to call it. Um, but he's got this uh, new-ish camera that he got recently that he's quite infatuated with filming everything. He's that kind of guy that you see he's in a, movies every now and again. He's a hillbilly that's infatuated with... New age technology, like, man, I like to make home videos. My home film's real fucking cool. And he's filming this whole uh, interaction. And uh, at this point, um, Johnny is still fucking with her, of course, and is trying to offer hey, uh, what would you say? It's either vodka or gin. Those are about the only uh, liquor beverages. I believe she's, he's, he's, she has a bottle of Svedka. Is that what it is? I, so it's vodka. Possibly. So vodka. But he's like, yeah. have a drink with us. And she refuses. Yep. And she's like, he's like, well, this bottle didn't drink itself. She ain't having it. Yeah. His the, friends are kind of egging him on. Right. Andy and Stanley are like, hey, come on, have a drink with us. You're too good for us? What? Too good for us? And uh, she's like, no, 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 no. We only barely even just hit an hour. You were so far behind. We were so off from when we guessed. Sorry. Continue. Uh, So he's like, "Um, oh, too good to have a drink? Have a drink. She's like, okay, well, if I have a drink, you have to leave. He's like, they don't really say anything. Before that even happens, they're all offended that she turned on the drink in the first place. What, are we fucking dirt? Like, we fucking dirt to you? Are we fucking trash? You're too good for us, you fucking city girl slut? Yep. Like, at this point, they're really reinforcing that idea that they think somehow city folk think that they're better than these redneck pieces of shit. Which, I mean, at the end of the day, let's let's be real. They probably are based on this fucking interpretation. Yep. Based on this interpretation. And they get real butthurt about it. Yep. Uh, that's because of the whole interaction with the gas station and 
they're a trifecta of friends egging each other on, basically. Bunch of fucking assholes. Yeah. So he Johnny at this point is trying to force feed this fucking this drink of uh, Svedka, according to Josh, on her. She's like, uh, I don't wanna. And then fucking Andy is like, launching like live matches at her while he's trying to get her to drink and shit, yep. which was it's, it's pretty menacing. Yeah. Just someone launching live matches at you and. She, and like Josh says, she eventually gets to the point of, yeah, okay, fine, I'll take a drink, but you have to leave, kind of thing. Yep. Which, like, really, bitch, did you think that was going to work? If these dudes just marched into your fucking cabin, <sighs> do you think they're just going to leave? Because you're like, oh, leave well, if I take this she says sip. her boyfriend's on the way. and Which uh, they the, call bullshit on yep. already. And uh, and the cops. Yep. And they're like, okay, yeah, he, that's not happening. And then she takes a drink, and then Johnny keeps kind of forcing himself on her. Um... And as he's going to, I think he's, I believe he's going to uh, kind of give up Matthew a pep talk at this point. Um, so Andy steps up and he's got like a, he's got the bottle and he's like, hey, take a drink. He's holding it in his crotch and he's like force feeding it into her mouth. He's like, just take a drink, take a drink, whatever. the gun scene first. Was it that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she does take yeah. the sip in it. She takes, like, the tiniest little sip, and they're like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. What kind of pussy drink was that? And then, like, makes her chug and chug and chug. Yeah, and- Johnny pulls out this pistol. Nice six-shooter. Um, He's like, see this? This is your boyfriend tonight. And uh, he's making her blow the gun. Like, literally sucking the dunk. The gun. Like, literally the dunk. giving this gun a blowjob in yeah. the place of his dick. And, uh... Whatever. So that happens. Show your teeth she, happens yep, in there show somewhere. Your teeth. They keep calling her show or show your teeth. Like they're degrading this woman. And uh, honestly, starting probably 15 minutes ago, movie time, this is where people will have a hard time watching the remake. The original is hilarious all the way through because I cannot take that the original seriously. And that's a fact. But... At this point in the remake, which is the movie we're basing it off of, it starts to get hard to watch. The second the dudes walk in the house, shit starts to get like okay, intense. Like it you gets, know, shit's it about gets, to ramp. It gets brutal. Like this is a hard scene for people to watch. And already by the point he starts essentially like pantomiming fucking her in the mouth with this gun barrel, it's starting to get uncomfortable. Like you're already not exactly happy with the situation at hand yeah. you're like okay this is gonna get pretty fucked up because now he's essentially fucked her in the mouth with the barrel of this gun show horse treating essentially treating her like an animal or garbage and and now they're trying to get their their mentally challenged uh buddy matthew which i've never figured out the really the, the real relation to him and the and these three other gentlemen other than the fact that he's like the slow guy who was maybe kind of brought in by the naughty guys of the town i guess and just like he maybe thought they were cool whatever like at this point johnny's trying to get matthew the fucking retard guy to fuck this helpless girl that's true like to pop his his retard cherry if you will on this poor helpless fucking girl that's completely at the whim of these these other guys it's, it's so fucked you walk us through this cabin scene i'm gonna go to the bathroom okay yikes okay so he does that whole thing so now johnny's trying to get matthew to get in on matthew's not like he's not into the idea like he may be slow but like he's not he's not like 
incapable of understanding what the fuck is about to happen. He, he understands that Johnny is essentially asking him to completely violate this fucking girl's entire living. So uh, at this point, the Andy guy, uh, not the fat guy with the, with the camera that's filming and everything, he <clears throat> starts essentially fucking her. Oh, God, the, the essentially again. Fuck! I try so hard not to do that. All right, from here on out, I'm not saying the goddamn word essentially. Not saying it, not saying it. All right, I got it in my head. Um, other guy, Andy, in this case, fucks her in the mouth with the booze bottle. So he's... It's a, mm, close. He's pretending that the liquor bottle is now his dick and is literally fucking her in the face with the neck of the bottle. And uh, during all of this, while Johnny's trying to get Matthew to, to pop his cherry and... And Andy's doing this thing with the bottle, fucking her in the mouth. And, and uh, Stanley's over on, I think he's on the staircase at this point. And he's filming this whole fucking thing. She snags this bottle out of Andy's hand and just fucking cracks him. I think across the knee, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, <clears throat> right after she does that, I'm not sure entirely where this mace comes from. But she grabs this mace. She maces the, the living shit out of uh, Stanley, the camera guy, and then uh, from there she runs into the uh, out of that fucking house. She, she she's got one guy incapacitated entirely with the mace. The other guy is down and out with a fucking knee injury. I'm not sure how the hell Johnny doesn't really like spring at her or anything because he has she has to run right past him to get out of the house. But somehow she gets out of the fucking place and she just starts sprinting and at this point she's also like i'm pretty sure she doesn't have pants on and she's uh wearing like she doesn't have a bra on. she just has this like three button uh long sleeve shirt on if i'm not mistaken the same white one that i was that we were referring to earlier if i if i'm understanding this correctly if i remember correctly rather uh so she gets out into the woods she's running she's running she's running and she eventually runs into these two guys uh Earl earlier that she got this key to the cabin from and this other gentleman that we haven't been introduced yet but we will soon find out is a key player to this entire story uh he ends up being a sheriff and uh she starts to spill her guts as to what the fuck just happened she's telling the sheriff oh my god this is what happened these two guys that came in they assaulted me they blah blah blah, blah, blah. and he's like oh my calm down calm down ma'am Take me back there. We'll get this all sorted out. We, we'll, we'll, we'll get you safe. We'll make sure we, go, we got what's going on. So they head back to this fucking cabin. And uh, next thing you know, he's kind of, he's looking around. He's got this shotgun. I think it was like a, a like a double side-by-side double barrel shotgun that he's walking around just kind of as a, what you assume is a safety measure, I guess, at this point. And uh, he checks out the first floor of the cabin, which they are back at, obviously, by this point, based on my sayings. And and everything's clear. There's no one on the first floor. Um, So he heads up the stairs. He doesn't really see anything up there either. Uh, He comes back down, and he starts to notice uh, the fact that there's, like, a whole bunch of fucking wine in this goddamn place. And that at least one bottle of that is entirely gone, if not a little bit more of that. And there's... Well, she's going to be there for three fucking months by herself, drinking, you could assume, and writing a novel. So she'll have plenty of time on her hands to go ahead and get plenty drunk. And as we know, having her smoked in a, a marijuana cigarette before, she's going to get a little high too. And can you blame her for that, folks? I mean, let's be real. You are in northern united northeastern whatever the fucking the new england states 
and you're in the fucking woods. I mean, we're above New York at this point, so we're pretty much past anywhere in the U.S. that there's going to be some serious major cities. And uh, so there's a lot of mountainous areas, a lot of woods, a lot of big fucking trees, a lot of, a lot of just hill folk and shit. So she's expecting to just be alone and doing all this shit for a long time, or for the next three months at rather, like a, a summer vacation. And so she's got all these supplies and stuff, and it really makes a lot of sense that she's you know going to have all that stuff just to do this writing. A lot of people, when they write, they like to have that little external affectation on their life that kind of helps them get into some sort of creative move. I, I know I myself, depending on the level, I think at this current level that I'm at would be like the very brink before my guitar starts to really go downhill. But with a little booze in me or like uh, a little reefer, I guess, every now and again, hint, hint, I, I've smoked a time or two. Um, it, it really, it, anything creative really just starts to turn a whole new level. So he questions her. He's like, this is an awful lot of booze for you to be drinking. And I don't know what kind of crazy city girl plans you got around here. But we typically don't drink like this. And she's like, ah, I just brought it all with just in case. I plan on having uh, my boyfriend out. She kind of mentions that, I, I believe. And uh, I'm not going to drink it all. It's just, just I have it here in case I want it kind of thing. And uh, he moves on from that. He's now in like the living room area. Well, she's kind of explaining her wine situation, and he finds the roach. Uh, for those that don't know, a roach is like the last little bit of a joint that you don't necessarily finish. A roach? Yes, a roach. Uh, it's the last little bit of a... Oh, Jesus Christ. You knocked over one of my guitars. Um, it's, it's the last little bit, like uh, maybe a quarter inch, where it starts to get real hot, like where if you're pulling a draw, it kind of gets... It likes... It can burn your esophagus a little bit because it's so bit. fucking hot. Um, and he finds this roach in the ashtray. He's like, ma'am, is this your marijuana cigarette? And uh, he, he kind of goes on the spiel about how this this ain't the big city and shit. And you got all this booze and you smoke marijuana cigarettes. And you haven't exactly been entirely honest with me. And you know, you're accusing these boys that I've known for a very, very long time about some very, very serious accusations. And you get kind of nervous for her. You start to realize that the cops maybe not necessarily on her side. In the uh, in the remake, definitely you get the uh, because in the original, this scene whole this whole scene does not exist. This character does not exist. Um, I get. Oh, well, let's go ahead and catch ourselves back up, okay. right? Because the last time so, I, we did that was Earl. Yeah. The very first uh, meeting of Earl. So. so Within this scene, she kind of meets, or in the remake, she kind of meets the uh, guys. The uh, Johnny Andy Stanley characters. The whole uh, but, t- the cell phone thing doesn't happen in the 78 version, obviously. Yep. Uh, he doesn't come out to fix a toilet as a result of that whole scene never having happened. He delivers some groceries early yep. on is what happens, I believe. Okay. In it's seven- hard to... Honestly, 78. I think you were in the room when I mentioned that, by the way. It was a 78 was the year yep. the initial came out. With so. Okay. With this movie, with being... We've done, I think, three remakes now. We've we've talked about three movies that have been a remake from the uh, originals, which happened. as far as our eight mil series in yeah. general, okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which have happened at least twenty years prior to the movie that we've the, talked yes, about to the original, correct? Um, the movies are so different; they are so different, way which way different. I've more than like most of the time, I've enjoyed the uh, the remake, so. 
There's a lot of things that have been changed, and I've enjoyed I have, the changes. Just a quick moment. I have Evil Dead in my head. Yes. And this one. Which one am I missing? Um. Oh, uh, Hills Have Eyes. Yep. Correct. Which we, for whatever reason, we I brought up earlier this week that we still have not done the Hills, Hills Have, have Eyes, Eyes Part 2. Which also, that sucked. That movie sucked. I'm not that big a hater. But I wouldn't I mean, say it's as good as the first one, but I'm gonna say it's, it's on par with Jeepers it. Creepers 2. Correct. Compared to this correct the original. It's one of those movies while I liked it and it had a lot of criticism. It wasn't great, but I still like the fucking movie, man. I'm a, i usually like horror movies in general. That's right, the for the most part. Just because I, I can get it down. takes it it takes its own sense to it. I like the morbidness of it. I'm even down. though they suck. Anyway, where were we? Okay, yeah, the marijuana cigarette, right? right? Yep. He's uh, kind of uh the sheriff's like kind of like, okay. He hasn't frisked uh, her yet. The yep. Um which he's about to. <clears throat> Correct. The, so the sheriff it takes a drastic turn in his personality. He's like, You've been smoking marijuana cigarettes, you've been drinking, and you're accusing these boys of doing something that I've known since they were babies. Correct. So he has her stand up against the wall and he starts to frisk her. And it's a real, real frisk. creepy frisk. Yes, it's a real awkward situation. She's like standing there, and he's he literally sniffs her asshole. He literally She's got goes, like uh, like what sleeping pants on. I'm going to say they're uh, uh, Aeropostal sweatpants. Like a real light kind of yeah. flannel looking, like where they would have the silky tie in the front kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. They're uh, they're typical. Uh, now new age girl sweatpants where they're like a ninth of an inch thick <clears throat> and, uh, they're made out of super thin fabric with just, they're, they're literally picture pink brand. Yes. They're those sweatpants. Yes. They go to just a little higher than the ankle, super thin. And he's frisking her and she's kind of got this awkward situation. She's like, ah, and um, he's frisking her. He ends up sniffing her, basically her asshole. And Straight up. It gets real awkward. And next thing you know, the four bo- the four other boys, Matthew, Johnny, Stanley, and Andy enter the room. And she's like, ah! And uh, they kind of, you know that that here comes the rape scene. And, um, yeah, shit's about to get intense real yeah. quick here, folks. So they, uh, they kind of force Matthew and on for there. a while. Let's be honest. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good 25 <sighs> minutes. So pardon us for a drunken stupor. Uh, a lot this, of rape scenes in movies are fucked real three quick. minutes at best. This is 40 minutes. This is a rockin' third of the movie. Yeah, no, it, I'm going to say it's a solid 40 rockin minutes. Rockin' is a wrong term. Because to use. I also can. Count the point where that she saw them on the, her computer screen. Okay, as part of the. Rape I consider scene. that the very beginning. That's fair yeah. enough. If, I'm counting screen time because they're fucking with their heart. Yeah, no, I I I count this as a good solid forty minutes of the movie, so it's hard to watch. It, it's real fucking tough. Um, I mean, a lot like we're kind of saying a lot of uh, rape scenes in movies happen real licky split. Before you know it, she's being fucked over, being you know tor- clothes are being torn off. She's being thrown to the ground and all that good shit. This movie really takes its fucking time. 
And by the end, you'll really kind of understand why it's, it's completely Which, crucial to the story. It's not just like this, hey, we're forcing this super uncomfortable scene on you for like a good third of the fucking movie. Yeah. It's it's completely irrelevant, and and it by the end, if you can get past it and you have a decent rationale in your brain, you can make a lot of sense of why they did that initial scene and and how it pays off at the end. Yeah, like like I understand why this is the hard scene to watch for a lot of people, but it paints a good picture for the story of the movie, and that's specifically it. Versus uh, movies that focus on strictly gore, like the later half of the saw series or yep. just the entirety of the human centipede, which makes, I just don't like like this, this scene, like this setup fits the finale of the movie. It versus does. These, those, those other two situations that I've just, you know, said those main situations where it's like what you're just doing this just because right. Like, it's very warranted here. This makes sense. Um, so, Basically, they uh, they start. The sheriff starts with uh, molesting her with a shotgun. He's like, you know, don't you want this? Don't you want this? And then Johnny's kind of coaxing up Matthew. Yeah, he's sure, like, he's got like her breasts exposed. Like yep. he he kind of like pulled down like the uh, the chest of her shirt with the barrel of the gun. Yeah, so, the shotgun. In a really the twelve yeah, gauge shotgun. This twelve gauge shotgun that he has now exposed one of her breasts with. So he's very much trying to intimidate this girl at the same time. Yep. And uh, once he exposes her breast, he kind of like moves it along her body and it kind of makes its way down right into her crotch. And like he kind of like shoves it between her legs and fucking pulls up on it. So he, he's very much making this very uncomfortable for her. She's very much realized that this is not the situation she had expected. Very true. Um, so the sheriff kind of goes on to uh like pressure her while Johnny and Andy are pressuring Matthew into he's like oh this faggot can't even get it up cuz they're like hey you're going to pop your cherry right now Matthew cuz he's clearly a virgin cuz he have he has some sort of mental condition I don't know he has these rubber bands that he flicks um so they pressure him into it like this faggot can't even get it up and eventually Matthew's like yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I got it. And he hops on the back of her through this situation. And the, uh, so by this point, yeah, a lot has kind of happened. We're kind of skipping around a little bit here. Cause there was some humiliation. They strip her down a little bit, but she's in, in her all, panties like, and a tank top. The whole point of the scene is just to kind of get her to the ultimate humiliation point yep. where this semi retarded guy. She re- fucks her. This retard rapes her because four dudes with guns hold her down. Um, guns, baseball bats, fucking liquor bottles, anything they have for a weapon on top of their man strength. Yep. Uh, their, their combined five man strength. She's clearly not enjoying herself, and Matthew ends up hopping on top of her and fucking her. Like, well, and he can't. Well, let's start with he can't even get a boner up her initially, like you mentioned. I started that, yeah. Right, and but then they make her get up and dance for him. Yep, yeah. Like, like somehow that's gonna be what gives him the fucking boner. Yeah, they make her dance at gunpoint. Right. So she's like barely like jiggling around and he's like okay i'm good i'm good i'm good and so he hops on top of her and they're holding her down and they he starts he gets inside her matthew does 
and he starts going to town. And then the sheriff's phone rings, and he answers it. He's like, hold it out, hold it out, he says to uh, Stanley and Andy. And they're holding her down. He walks to the other side of the cabin, and it's his daughter, his, like, I'm going to say four and a half to five-year-old daughter. At, at least, at least five, because what, yeah. kindergarten's five. Yeah. So, so she's like, hey, Daddy, where are you? We're go- You always make pancakes before church. He's like, sorry, doll, I'm on, um... I'm on a call right now. I'll be home as soon as I can. I'm sorry. And uh, he's like, the sheriff is the most fucked up person in this whole movie. By a long shot. Like, he's literally in the middle of making this retard rape this girl while he's talking to his daughter. I can't. I'm drug test for jobs. Um, So they're like, oh, okay. They kind of play that off. Uh, Matthew continues to rape her. And uh, he's done with her. So they, she well, kind of like, during that rape scene, she fights back a bit, a though. little like, bit. And they, she they gets her hands her. free temporarily from the guys that are holding her. And she just starts fucking clocking him. And like, it's at this point you realize that he's kind of lost control of his kind of normal self. And yep. he's, he's full blown, like retard rape mode. Like, yep. God, it's that's it feels ha- that's good. real harsh to say, but but it feels he's fucking really good. he's in that fucking moment. This dude's in his mid to late twenties, maybe like he's slow, some sort of maybe autism. I gotta go pee again. And like he, for the first time in his life, is finally getting laid, and he has gotten way too wrapped up in the moment. So he's fucking. <laughs> And even though she's fucking punching him in the face, scratching at him and shit, he eventually grabs hold of her arms or wrists or whatever you want to say is, and then fucking just like pins her down straight up, wrists above her head kind of thing, and just and just finishes his business. He just starts going to fucking town, and I guess to break up the horror of the situation, and it's still kind of bad to laugh at, but fuck you if you can't find some humor in this. If you if you watch the original version. The way that this particular scene, like where Matthew's getting kind of his part in on this girl, happens in the original version, the 1978 version, it is fucking absurd. Like, it's so hard to take seriously. This, The original 1978 version, the way it really stands out from the one that's done in 2010 is the one in 2010 was really taken seriously. Like, It was meant to make you feel really, I mean... All right, I'll catch back up to that part when I get there. So the 2010 was meant to make you really feel uncomfortable. Uh, when when this whole rape thing's going on, they want you to feel for this fucking... They want you to fucking cry. They want you to weep. They want you to feel like these fucking guys are the scum of the goddamn earth. They want you to imagine their goddamn eyeballs melting out of their fucking skulls from being put over a spitfire and roasted slowly by some sort of fucking tribe. Like they want you to feel the utmost goddamn malice for these filthy, putrid, awful individuals. And when you compare that to the 1978 version, it's not quite the same. Um, You can tell that there's a hint of, man, this is some scummy shit and this is really fucked up. And you don't see this in movies, especially for the 1970s. Um, this is when this was very first kind of being put into movies at all. Um, 
this is this is meant to make you uncomfortable, but in a very, very much different way. It was something that hadn't been done very much, so they kind of had to kind of dance around it in the same in the same manner that they were trying to also make you feel uncomfortable. So, like, while this is happening, and I don't know if it was maybe um, a matter of poor acting, poor acting directment, uh, I, I really don't know, but at the end of the day, it was just terribly done. You can't help but almost <laughs> almost laugh at a rape scene. It's really... F- <laughs> okay, sorry. It's really fucked up to say, but... You're laughing at a rape scene during this goddamn movie because of how bad it's done. Like, you can't take seriously... I mean, yes, he may be, like, a a mentally incapable individual of necessarily comprehending and experiencing sex in the same way that maybe a a coherent person or, or however you fucking want to phrase that would feel the same thing. But, like, the way they do it, the 2010, I, I totally believe, maybe, like, loses temporary control, gets caught up in the moment, fucking kind of abuses her in a little way and 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 finishes the thing and realizes the filth that he committed whereas in the 1978 version it's just laughable like his his moans his facial expressions his sounds that he's making his thrusts in general the position in which they're in like none of it makes sense it's all just so we're barely trying to get away with this kind of feeling and I don't know, man. It's it's just fucking weird to laugh at a rape scene. But Josh and I both, and it wasn't so much this one even necessarily that we laughed at. It was actually one that happened shortly after this in the original version, uh, and and a similar scene happens in the in the remake that we really fucking laughed at. I mean, it's just fucking bad in the original. But anyway, the, the so. Matthew does his business. He hurts her a little bit, but then he realizes the filth of what she just committed. Holy shit. Um, I just kind of briefly. Oh yeah. So I, he gets off and when he realizes like how, how filthy he just kind of was, he pukes like right away. Like she's just laying there. Sheriff's like, you can thank me later to Matthew. Cause like, you know, whatever. He thinks he's some sort of high fucking godly fucking creature for helping this semi-retarded kid to get laid for the first time in his life or whatever. I don't know what sort of great... Like, like Josh said, this is definitely the most fucked up person in this entire goddamn movie. This character is deranged. And and really, it was a great addition to this to this movie compared to what the original movie was. But um, yeah, he goes through that whole you can thank me later thing. And... Uh, from that, she just kind of like she slowly staggers up to her feet and uh, she just kind of starts walking. Like she she's kind of limp, need a little bit at this point. Like you could tell that she's been beat up and she is is heavily damaged already at this point. And she just gets them, just starts walking. Like nobody tries to stop her. She just stands up. Uh, she has no panties on. Um. And I believe no sh- no shirt or maybe has a shirt. But she gets up and starts walking out of the house. She, she gets out of the house, walks out of the yard. She's in the woods. Like, she gets a pretty good ways uh, before anything happens. And uh, she rounds this corner. And now she's kind of, like, in this clearing space. And before you know it, she's surrounded again by these guys. And... 
Oh God, this is such a rough fucking part of the movie. It's honestly, it's it's gonna be really tough to get through this if you guys do watch this from here. Really, be certain that you can handle a solid rape scene. We're really not taking this lightly. This is for me one of the hardest movies I've ever watched because of how heavy and intense this fucking rape scene shit is. But anyway, <clears throat> she gets into this clearing. Um, and they push her to the fucking ground. She's still really drowsy. And, and they're talking a bunch of smack and shit. And uh, there's this, like, puddle Jesus. right in front of her face. And uh, they're, like, shoving her face in the puddle and talking oh, yeah, shit. Saying, saying show horse stuff. Josh went to piss again. He's even more drunk than I am since he hasn't apparently eaten in two days or whatever. You probably get drunk pretty quick. So he said to pee a lot. Um, but anyway, so yeah, face getting shipped in the puddle. She's being raped. We're trying to play this light, folks. I mean, while it's a rape and you shouldn't underplay a rape, ugh, you don't want to get too fucking down. Just try to bear with us here. So ugh, these these guys are just fucking with her at this point. Like she's down on the ground. She's essentially naked. And that's one time I'm not accidentally using essentially. I accept it. Um, they're shoving her face in this fucking filthy, stagnant mud puddle that's like fucking five, six inches yeah. deep. Like yeah, just not, some nasty shit it's not floating too on deep. the top of it. It's like the it. shoreline, but it's got definitely the uh, the algae and the normal swamp bayou shit like smushing her in the face. Um, and they're talking some smack. Yeah, the sheriff like hits her on the back and he goes, "You're lucky I'm an ass man." And he starts to proceed to rape her up the bum hole. And uh, and it's fucking brutal the way like yeah. he he takes off his utility belt if you will and then like drops trow and like literally just takes one quick into his hand and calls that good for lube. Like didn't didn't try to drum up some good mucus for some serious like viscosity to actually give it some good lube. He just gave it a quick and like maybe rubbed it on the very tip of his cock and then just jammed it straight right in her asshole. asshole. Like ouch. Jesus Christ. We've both taken a finger without appropriate lubrication. That even would be startling. Much, I mean, even if this dude has just an average U.S. dick, 50, like a USB five, size, like five a flash drive, point five inches. Is that the? Is that I the think nor- that's about the average. It's, I was gonna say it's like maybe less than five point eight. That's weird though because uh, Asians. It's not say, less than five. It's like here's above the thing. five and a half. I do know that. Asians always say Americans have a big dick. I'm not gonna lie, just about six inches. Don't care. Whatever. I'm happy with it. I got about six, six and a half somewhere. I in always there. get my lady to come, so exactly. whatever. I'm not bummed. I don't so, give a fuck. Like even if he has our size dicks, slightly I bet, above average. <laughs> I bet that would fucking kill. If he literally like just lined his head up with the fucking hole and then thrusted and just jammed everything all in at once. And assuming she's not some sort of fucking anal porn star like Asakira, she's not just going to be ready for that. Like, she will feel every goddamn centimeter. Not even inch. Hi, every Asa. centimeter. Every, any, every millimeter she'll fucking feel. How horrific. Ugh. 
in, in a swamp. In, in a swampy field. And uh, while this is happening, Johnny After goes, being raped by a semi-retarded man. Yeah. Johnny goes, hey, no teeth, show horse. And uh, it kind of, the screen blacks out because you get the impression that he's going to fuck her in the mouth while, while Cher's, Cher's fucking her in the butt. Um, she kind of wakes up to Stanley walking away from her and Andy giving her shit. Giving Stanley shit. She like, was reaching for the cop's gun in yeah. his belt, by the way. Wow. And then yeah. fucking Johnny fucking puts his foot on it. And that's when the whole sh- yeah. show horse thing happens. Yeah. So, so she was trying to still defend herself at this point. Yep. But barely. Um, I mean, barely holding together. He, uh, so she kind of wakes up to Stanley walking away to Andy. And he's Andy's kind of giving Stanley. She's like, oh, 13 seconds. Jesus. Uh, whatever. Um. So she, he walks away and she kind of just like stumbles up. The camera's distorted and uh, the audio is distorted. And she like gets up and walks away from uh, the scene of the crime here, if you will. And uh, she's just stumbling around as this white noise is kind of going on. And um, as she's walking, she's kind of just stumbling through the woods. And you kind of see the four guys, like, looking at her in the background. And she keeps walking, and the guys kind of stumble after her. Um, she gets to this bridge. In no real hurry. Yeah, either. no, no. She's, just, like, stumbling like she's fucked up because she is, like, this horrible act just happened to her. And she's walking away a victim, which... This job, this movie does a really good job of painting her as a victim because a hundred percent she is. Like there is no arguing that she is a victim here. This is largely what I talked about while you were out of the room. Like it's just how much you can't help but feel for this girl. Like, like it sucks. Like no. Like honestly, like this movie does a perfect job of feeling like of feeling bad for her because. There's no doubt that she is the victim because she did nothing wrong. Right. Um, they completely just have this weird fucking view of what a yeah. city girl is. Like, like it just these, makes you sick. As like, to they what... somehow are, all of them are fucking call girls in yeah. their fucking eyes. Like, these skanky bitches. Like, they, part of the conversation that goes on Lake or Riverside or whatever when they're fishing and beating the shit out of that fish that they caught and, and whatever before they even go to her house for the very first time. Like, they're talking about how she was show her tits were all popping out and she was showing off her legs and shit. She, she was trying to seduce us like skanky bitch. They're straight up. They, they have this impression that since she's from like New York or whatever she's from, like she's just some sort of fucking slutty whore. And, yeah. and somehow like her moral values clearly must be so far fucking different from their redneck ass fucking awful Which... values that somehow makes sense to rape this woman because yeah. of whatever they seem to think she Which, is. Which, I mean, I just... Despite no physical evidence. My, my sense of humor is good, but I definitely do not agree with Rafe. I will say that now, and I know you will too, because that's fucked up. And this movie does a good job of painting the uh, the fine line between joking and straight up being a douche hole with uh, sexual activity. Um, so she's walking, she gets to this bridge and, uh, the four guys kind of follow her out. Everybody except for Matthew is with them at this point. Um, they kind of walk up close as she's kind of standing in the middle of this bridge over this river. 
And uh, the sheriff picks up a shotgun. And he's like, well, it was a good ride, show horse. But whatever. And he, he cocks the gun, which he shouldn't need to. <laughs> right. You should have been ready for that already. And uh, she lifts up her arms and very, very slowly jumps into the river. And the, the four guys run over. They kind of look into the water. She's sort like, of like crucifixion. Yeah, she's like, oh. Um, and yeah, she jumps into the river. And they're like, dun, 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 she's got to breathe soon. So they're kind of looking over Lots the side of, of the bridge. Um, they're like, where the fuck is she? She's got to come up for air sometime. And she doesn't come up for air. And the sheriff's like, all right. He, he, he's the only one that grasps the situation here. He's like, all right, for the next month, two shifts at a time. You got people are patrolling this river, making sure we find her or the body. Doesn't matter which she's going to be found. Everyone else is like, ah, whatever. Um, so it kind of plays it along. It doesn't really give you a good sense of time on it, but about three weeks go by over this course of the search. And I believe it picks up at the sheriff's house where he's kind of just chit-chatting with his wife, um, who is very pregnant, right? Yeah. Oh, very pregnant. Very pregnant. Oh, okay. Am I supposed to take it over at yeah, this point? Yeah, go ahead. Because I might have to pee again already. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, man. No, that's fine. So this is an interesting point. So this is where you start to find out why Josh and I both believe that this is one of the most fucked up characters. Or, correction, the most fucked up character in this entire goddamn movie. Um, and at this point, since you're actually in the room, and I, and I, I lightly talked about this when you weren't in the room, uh, the last piss break that you <laughs> fucking took is how the character was in the movie. Uh, excuse me. The sheriff wasn't a character in the original movie, but in how much he was necessary to making the secondary film just perfect. Like, so what happened, I guess is kind of an update here at this point. And I guess technically, I don't think by this point of the movie, you even found this out in the original, but regardless, um, the, the sheriff is a derivation of a portion of the original movie's iteration of what J, uh, Johnny is. Yep. Johnny has a wife and two children in the original movie, and that's just hardly even relevant in, in how the 78 version plays out. There's a, just kind of like a br- – he kind of talks about it when he gets killed briefly – and how he sort of, you know, once you've been with a woman a while, you sort of fall out of sexual tension, love sort of thing with them. And and how he, you know, he loves his family and whatever, but he likes to get his side ass when he yeah. can get it just because, you know, sexual variation and whatever. Um, and and it was just so lightly touched on. And, and the fact that the director of the new movie saw that that, that character needed a, a set of, a sense of nuance. It's, it needed its own story was extremely visionary. In my opinion, like I, I don't think that I necessarily would have picked up on that. That the fact that that should be made into a, a character in and of itself. Um, but it totally works into the whole story that ends up playing out here. Uh, it, it, it just makes a lot of sense that 
Johnny was too complex a character. You do kind of see that in the 1978 version for what the time that they spent on the movie. Like, it, it was what? It, it was definitely shorter than what the 2010 was, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. It, it definitely wasn't as long. So they were trying to play a more complex, singular character that they didn't have time to explain in a shorter time frame than they used. For having an additional character. So it, it just wasn't going to work out. At the end of the day, it just fucking wasn't going to work. So I'm, I'm just really happy that this director had the goddamn foresight to... Foreskin! Foreskin, and he probably was a Jew. And had the foresight... Oh my god, you're drunk. To add this, Fuck off. this fucking sheriff. Yeah, too oh drunk. my god. So, let's be real. Here and there, I've stumbled on a few words, and I may sound probably drunk. That's fair, but Jesus, he has peed so many times. This is ridiculous, re fucking ridiculous. Let's okay. So we're gonna see a little bit of what this the sheriff character is and and kind of why we think it it makes a lot of fucking sense as to why he was added here so at this point you're seeing the sheriff at his home and it's the next day he's just kind of talking to his wife a little bit they're having dinner you meet his daughter a little bit it just kind of shows you that there's a sense of humanity there um, even more so than the what the original phone call uh, with like his daughter saying, you know, you, you usually cook us breakfast on church day and all that good stuff. So that's and it's real brief again, but they keep playing into it throughout the whole movie. It, it becomes pretty relevant by the end. So by the next day, uh, we have arrived at the sheriff is stopping at Earl's place uh, and he's dropping off the cabin keys to... Um, what is it, Lauren Hills, I believe? I, I can't even remember. Uh, Jennifer, Jesus Christ, what's wrong? Oh, I remember what's wrong with me. I'm drunk. Um, Jennifer Hills' uh, keys to the cabin that she stays in because uh, he talks about how she had called him out there and she got freaked out, blah, 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 and just ended up leaving way earlier than she expected. So he was bringing the keys back for her kind of scenario. Uh, essentially just making up a backstory. God damn it, I did it essentially. I did fucking do it again. I probably even did it before that and didn't realize it. Anyway, um, so he's making up this, this story as to why he's bringing the keys back for her um, and, and playing it off pretty fucking well, honestly. And <clears throat> Jesus, my voice gets fucking dry when I'm this drunk. Holy shit. Um, so he brings these keys back and sort of just sort explains his way out of it. Earl doesn't seem to really question what's going on. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Have you been huffing that shit? It's so cloudy. Oh, in here. no, I have. I didn't even touch it. It's so cloudy in here. I man. was trying not to leave a whole bunch of dead air since. Oh, my God. Literally fell out of his chair. As soon as he got back to the room. This is fucking embarrassing. You really did get way too drunk. I way too fast. This back, what is in that backpack? It's your fucking backpack. Why are you asking me what's in it? Alright, fuck college. it. So, uh, there, at this point, <laughs> we have arrived at the... Uh, 
earlier when they were on the bridge, they talked about how the guys need to get rid of the car and all that good shit. So now we're seeing kind of the montage scene of how they talk briefly about. <laughs> you addict! You nicotine addict! It tastes really good. It though, does taste good. It. And you put it in my hands and then I had all that time and I didn't hit it. And so now here I am. Fuck it. <laughs> the story is pointless. So um, they talk briefly about how. They can tell that Matthew's troubled and 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 something's kind of he's he's fucked up ever since the whole thing happened and how they need to kind of keep a lid on him and then you see this li- kind of montage scene of when they're just breaking down the car. I'm on the totally wrong movie. I was seeing uh, Jeepers Creepers shit. Oh Daryl, my Daryl, Darren, 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 right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Darren, okay. Darren, yeah. So sheriff gets home. Oh. Okay. Sheriff gets home. That's that was way at the end of the movie. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. That happens a little while ago. No, no, no. Like, it was initially. sheriff gets home to the tape recorder. Oh, gotcha. Yep. Okay. Yeah, you were at the end. Continue talking so I can figure out where we are. Oh my god, dude! I'm so okay, drunk. Okay, right so now. I was saying that uh, they show that Matthew. They have a small conversation. Uh, this would be like uh, Andy Stanley and Johnny. By the way, I guess I, I didn't clarify that first time, so it's probably good that you brought this back up. Um, are talking about how uh, Matthew is troubled, and then yep. they go through the chopping up the car montage. And they're just, you know, how they're going yeah, about no, life. Yeah, no, it kind of paints it as they're, uh, they're just kind of playing it off like nothing fucking happened at all. Like, they're just trying to go on with their lives. But towards the end of this little montage, the sheriff is the only one that still kind of realizes this, the gravity of their situation. No, Matt in the Woods is after the montage. Well, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm getting there. Towards what? the end of this montage... It shows Matthew kind of sitting in the woods, snapping his rubber bands like normal. Um, like they kind of paint throughout the whole interaction. Every interaction with oh, Matthew. Oh, yeah, right. This this isn't something we've, it's, that we've uh, mentioned. We are fucking drunk. Yeah, dude. No, we mentioned this an hour ago in our first podcast. Well, okay, when you walked out this last time, I sort of, uh, <laughs> I sort of dismissed myself as not being as drunk as you. But now at this point, I'm realizing that I am pretty much as drunk as you we've yeah no we've, many shots. we've taken sh- we've a had shot as for many shot. drinks however you owe me a drink because i haven't eaten in two days <sighs> All right. so you have so, to be yeah. a drink so ahead what of we me, were talking least. about matthew has these rubber bands around his wrists uh basically at all times and it seems to be uh his way of not like smacking himself in the head or something it, it's his way of just like inflicting a little pain to kind of focus yeah, on something like, else other his, than what's his, going on his nervous twitch so he pulls him away and snaps himself on the wrist yep. and, and causes like just you know a little pain something to focus on yep i guess that's a good way to think Th- that's it. what it seems like to me yeah like, it seems like a distraction technique yeah of like okay here i'm keeping myself calm like have some this, people twiddle their about. thumbs some people chew on their thumbs right it always has hair. something to do with their their hands, though. Like their hands are what focus them. Uh, from every like mental condition I've seen, except as far for as tapping your switch. feet. Yeah, some people do tap their feet. When yeah, they well, or, I mean or, that, or, that, or like that's a more common slash subtle subtle thing to me as far as my perspective goes. So yeah, um, that's his little thing, and I'm sure it was uh, like something he was taught. To kind yeah. of distract him from hitting himself, because that's I think that's something that's pretty common for the, whatever type of ailment he has. It seems 
I guess there's a lot of conjecture on my behalf, but like whatever he has is the type that is like when he feels like he's done something wrong and he's like upset with himself, he starts hitting himself in the head. Stupid, stupid, yeah. like that kind of thing. Like we he's not completely so gone. Far behind tonight. <laughs> Fuck it, dude. We're only an hour. Fi- okay, it's an hour yeah. and forty-five. And we haven't even gotten to halfway through the we're, movie. We're fine. We're fine. We're fine. Um, It'll be a three-hour. For we've done it before. Okay. It's not yeah, the first. it's true. But I got hot pussy waiting for me. So oh Jesus. I know. Okay, so here's the thing. Math at towards the end of this montage. <laughs> yeah, I'm rushing scenes. this slow, very, very slightly. Fair enough. Cruise um, it, cruise it. I'm down. Oh, I understand. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rush it slightly because I'm understand. trying to get her to come over here to hang out with Nicole for a bit, even though Nicole has her Snapchat information now. Do it up. Um. So Matt, towards the end of this little, I, w- I almost wouldn't even call it a montage, but it slightly is. Um. It shows Matthew kind of sitting out in the woods while these uh, Johnny, Andy, Stanley, and the sheriff are, you know, doing their thing, uh, like breaking down her car and stuff. And Matthew is just kind of sitting out in the woods, snapping his rubber bands, and it, it starts to get dark right about here. Um, the music kind of changes, and Matthew looks over, and he sees what looks to be Jennifer Hill's standing in the woods with her panties and a tank top on and her hair over her face. He's like, no, no, straight oh, ring style. no. Yeah. The ring straight ring style, dude, straight up. Um, he starts slapping himself in the head and he's freaking out. <laughs> and, uh, she just doesn't appear again. He's like, Oh, it kind of cuts to, uh, Johnny at his sheriff's trail. House. Was it sheriff's the sheriff's house first? Right. Okay. Take it away. It was the then, sheriff's TV? house. Uh, excuse me. And, uh, the wife receives, I don't Oh wait, maybe it's not the wife, the sheriff, maybe even, I can't remember who received the phone call, but is that the sheriff's house? And they receive a phone call from Earl and he's calling about somebody who had called him worried about, uh, Miss Hill, uh, because they haven't heard from her in quite a while, about a month, I believe. Yeah. It is we're about three weeks deep on her, yep. her supposed death, I guess, yep. at this point. It's about a month in. They haven't heard from back. her in about three weeks. Um so yeah, uh she takes a message. No, no, I th- I can't remember. Oh no, 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 no. He does get the call because he says, Oh, oh, okay, I'll check into it. Right, because he does I remember him respond oh Jesus. He does respond to that. Gotcha. I am fucked. Really? You're on your phone? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying All to... Right. No, that's fine. Sorry. Uh, so, that, and that's the end of that. So, so, no one's heard from Jen Hill in the month. Uh, her family or whomever called is starting to get worried. So, it cuts from that. He says he's going to take care of it. And now we are at Johnny's trailer. And you see Stanley running up. Big old, big old guy. I mean, he's probably, what, like 230, 250, somewhere in that range at least. And uh, he he's running like hard running, so they're making fun of him because of course he is the group fat guy. So he's running up. He's he's shouting, "It's gone! It's gone! My camera, the tape, it's fucking gone!" Blah, 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 blah. And they're like, "This is f- fucking sore eyes, old fat guy running." Blah, 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 blah. And they're just making fun of him or whatever. Yep, playing jest. Um, they're like, "What fucking tape are you talking about?" And, and he's like, "This tape the sheriff smashed. It wasn't the real one." I it emptied that. That tape was nah. full. I emptied it. 
And then Johnny gets all up in, uh, is it is Stanley's face? Yeah. Stanley. Stanley, he like starts kicking the shit out of him. He's like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Fucking A, that's idiots! God, No, no, no. That, that's when that's what the yeah, sheriff gets Originally. But uh, Johnny freaks the fuck out, and he is pissed. But uh, at the end of the day, Andy's like, guys, we got to fucking stick together. But, yep. But uh, that's kind of the end of that situation. Uh, and then we cut to the later portion of the evening. It's now nighttime, and Johnny's at home. That's true. And that's where you were starting off. Okay. So go ahead and explain this scene, so, sir. Johnny is hanging out at home, and he's hanging out. At, he's watching TV in his little trailer, and he hears this noise outside. A bit of a that, thud sound. A th- <laughs> and he kind of like is like, oh, what the fuck is that? And he goes out and checks his, uh, he checks the back door, which is the sliding glass door, and he looks down, and he, oh, what does he see? A dead bird sitting on his deck. He's like, ha, ha, ha. He just kind of plays it off. You know, someone's fucking with him, whatever. Because it kicks it to the side, yells a little threat, whatever. And uh, he, um, he, he goes back inside to watch TV, and he hears a thud, thud. And he's like, all right, what the fuck? He walks back outside, and he sees another dead bird laying on his deck. And he starts yelling, he's like, you don't think this is fucking funny? He thinks it's his uh his buddies playing a joke on him. Just fucking with him. Yep. Because they did this to Miss Hills. Yep. Um, I believe, and it's this is this. He's kind of getting like kind of amped up at the second bird, and oh, he's um, definitely upset. Yeah, he's so by the third noise, he's super pissed off, and he stomps outside, and basically. Okay, so I think it's a third noise. He Ha-ha, sees, I rubbed off on you with the fucking basicallys. So fuck off. <laughs> um, he's just a flip flop at this point, sitting on his deck, and he's like, "You think this is fucking funny?" Just he starts fires shooting four shots out into the woods randomly. Which, even if it was my friends fucking with me, I would not fire live rounds. Yeah, anywhere right. In that direction, even if you I was you think terrified. it's your buddy Andy and Stanley, you're just shooting. Yeah. I'm not going to hit him. Not a chance. I'm not going to. How do you know? Even if I was terrified, I would not start shooting a gun because, first of all, if I thought it was my friends, I wouldn't want to hit them with a bullet. And if I thought it was somebody that was trying to, like, literally murder me, I would not want them to know I had a loaded gun. As far as he knows, Miss Hills is dead. Yeah. He thinks already at this point it's his friends fucking with him. Yep. So, yeah, that's a really good point. I never I never really thought of that part. Why the fuck are you shooting when you have really no good reason to think yeah. it's anyone other than your friends fucking with you? Louisiana, and that's clearly man, the implied thought that, already. That proves that it's happening in that's Arkansas slash Louisiana, that area. Arkansasiana? Arkansasiana, yes. I like it. I like uh, it. So f- – uh, momentarily, he thinks he sees something, and he just starts fucking running. And uh, when he gets out into his yard a little ways, he he looks down, and he ends up finding a uh, a pile of Matt's rubber bands that he keeps upon yep. his little retarded wrists. Okay, I don't think his wrists are retarded. I think they're probably sane, and that's why he snaps them. Let's switch spots real quick. How does... Just so I can get my phone charger. Sorry, I'm a bad person. I don't, uh, well, you could just hop over to my spot just because I'm sorry, man, but I'm trying to check, check one, two, check. 
I've never been on this microphone before. This will be something. All just right. Just talk into it. I'm talking. I just got to find, you know, kind of where my voice works. Just I talk <sighs> all this. over the place. You do, but I'm more, I still pick up. Yeah, you should this is a much more dynamic microphone. You got to be a lot closer okay, to that one. Okay, right here. This yeah, is good. That's good. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Johnny's freaking out. He sees oh. these rubber bands, right? Oh, shit. Yes. Okay. Microphones. So, rubber bands. Johnny. I have not been going off of my notes at all because my notes are on the floor. <laughs> Your notes are worthless usually anyway. Let's that's be true. real. <laughs> uh, so, Johnny is like, he's pissed off. He sees these rubber bands on the ground. And uh, it cuts to the next day. Yeah, he loses his goddamn mind temporarily, but that, that's the end of the scene. <laughs> Nothing um, ends up coming of it. And it's the sheriff driving around, and he ends up coming back home. Yes, yes. It's the and sheriff arriving home, bringing flowers. Yep, he brings flowers to his very pregnant wife. Very. It's weird. She's glowing. It's weird. She's so pretty and glowing. Room, I'm not going to lie. She has an Audi at this point, for yeah. sure. Oh, dude. For totally. sure. That thing's uh, protruding. There's dude. there's a pog-sized marble sitting underneath her stomach. It's so fucking big of an Audi. Like a slammer pog. Not even an average pog. Dude, I was a gonna slammer say a pog. Fucking watermelon inside her beautiful. Well, that's I mean, different. That's the child, so. Okay. So she's very pregnant. The sheriff was walking into her, his house and he's like, Hey, my sweetie, I love you kind of deal. And she's like, hey, can you uh, help me play this tape that I believe is Cassidy, a.k.a. their only daughter right now. Uh, it's her like Christmas or music recital kind of deal, her Christmas program, whatever. It's her, It's she. the wife believes it's something about her, their daughter. And the sheriff kind of holds this tape. He like kind of freaks out. He's like, like, he's like I got to go, I got to go, I got to go. And he just dips out. And it cuts over to Johnny's house. How did we skip over the uh, sheriff arriving at Johnny's place? This is where we're at right now. Oh, duh. The sheriff arrives at We didn't Johnny's skip over it. It's right here. The sheriff arrives at Johnny's house where the three of them are standing. And they're like, oh. And then the sheriff goes, oh, shit. This yeah, because Johnny's showing the other guys the flip-flop and be like, what the fuck, guys? Yep. Uh, right. Okay. Yeah, I got. Sorry. I was ahead of myself. Pissed off, and he's like, "What the fuck's going on?" And they're like, "Johnny's like, I didn't know about the tape. I didn't know about the tape. My wife had this." He's literally shoving it into Stanley's mouth Is and like forcing, yeah, yeah. forcing, <laughs> and forcing him to choke on it. Yeah. No. He's like, <laughs> "This Stanley. isn't fucking." Funny. You need to get a lot fucking closer to that microphone, sir. He's like. We got to figure this shit out right now. So, like, the sheriff is still the only person that's grasping the gravity of the situation. He's like, this is not fucking cool. She clearly is still alive. I'm, dude, I'm like, it's in my mouth. My, I can't talk any no. louder into it. <laughs> you don't have to talk louder. It's just better to, like, almost have your face touching it. That okay, microphone's okay. really not that sensitive. It's super ridiculous how close you have to be. Is it not picking up my voice? It looks <laughs> well, like it's I mean, now it is <laughs> very fucking well. So touch my mustache to it. So treat my dick broom like well, a dick broom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the sheriff is Holy super shit. pissed off. And he's freaking out on Stanley about his his videotape. Why does this thing move so so quick? 
This thing is so loose. This is amazing. I so love this. He's a... Uh, the sheriff is like force feeding this videotape to him. He's like, you idiot, it's over there. Which he, he yelled earlier in this movie. And with the first tape that he crushed, that was empty. That was empty. No, absolutely nothing on it. Was it was completely empty. Hi, Valcor. Valcor, stop talking to your dead goat. We are the so sheep. It's a goat. It's a sheep. It's still a goat. You can't tell me it's a goat when I know it's a sheep. What breed is a goat? Oh, my God. A.K.A. Not a scientificus sheep. sheepus. Oh, my God. It's still a goat. Anyway, the sheriff's freaking out. He's like, you fucking idiots. And find Matthew. He's the loose link. And guess what? No one's seen Matthew for like a week. And they want to bring him to Matt in. They want to him to bring Matt in fucking today. Okay, Petey, take this away for one moment. All right. So at this point, we uh, have now reached a point where those young gentlemen are, are have been have been told to bring in Matthew today, that day, by dawn of the next day, or they're fucked. Straight True. up. True. Yep. He's Straight gonna put, up. He's gonna put a forty-five calendar bone. Is that what it is? 45? I don't believe you, but that's okay. Um, So Sheriff and Earl are out on a good hunt. Uh, Hunt for quail, to be specific. And they're sharing some memories, blah, 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 blah. And uh, the sheriff gives the geezer some booze. Just just a little a little pick me up for the old hunting adventure. Nothing better than being drunk on a fifth of whiskey and some sort of apparently fancy whiskey to this bunk ass fucking backwoods son of a bitch. He loved whatever it was, and uh he was about to get fucking hammered. And somehow giving him this made him extremely happy and distracted him well enough that the sheriff could walk up right next to him and shoot him in the fucking head before he knew what the fuck was going on. This this fucking guy was so goddamn clueless and such a goddamn drunk that he couldn't figure out that he was being duped with a bottle of booze. Honestly, I wouldn't have figured it out the way he played the sheriff played it off because they were longtime friends. This goes to prove I mean, how maybe fucked implied. up the sh- No, okay, this goes in this scene it Every scene the sheriff's in, it just proves how deprived he is. Um, because the sheriff is very lifetime friends with Earl. Um, and he's just like, hey, man, yeah, they're, they're kind of small talking about hunting and stuff. And he's like, hey, man, yeah. He's like, Earl's like, oh, yeah, this is the good stuff. I don't know. It's like fucking super cheap, shitty whiskey. <laughs> and he takes a pull off it. It's worse than Fireball. It's like oh, way worse. It's like Evan Williams whiskey, which is like six dollars. No, man, Evan Williams ain't that bad. Get the fuck out. Go choke yourself on a plunger. (laughs) You're a piece of shit. Oh my god. Evan Williams is dog shit. (laughs) Oh my god. No, it is. No, Windsor is dog shit. No, Windsor is better than Evan Williams. (sighs) I don't believe a word. I'm gonna puke all over your. Windsor is the fucking worst, bro. Windsor's not good. It's atrocious. So is SoCo. Fuck people who drink SoCo. SoCo, before I even get drunk. That's right. We're alienating Asians and SoCo drinkers. Okay, we, dude, we're almost 
two hours and a half into this Dude, movie, and we haven't even got to the halfway. They're mark gonna get in the no. Movie. We're at, we're definitely halfway. No. Yeah, for sure. Dude, halfway would have been fifty minutes ago. <laughs> we're fine. Okay, so long story short, Matthew's still missing. Earl's dead. The sheriff shot him in the head. And who's the first victim, Petey? What? Who's the Who's the first victim? <laughs> the boozer, of course. He gets shot. Jennifer Hills is master plan. No, because no. Well, we didn't say that the, the old guy gets shot. We already said Earl got shot. Oh, I didn't think we said we that Earl got said shot. That three okay. Times. So, <laughs> so now we're back at that dilapidated ca- uh, cabin where we had the whole Rickett story from earlier, and Matt is at this cabin. And he hears his name being called, and he runs to the house, trips down some stairs, and he's knocked the fuck out. I don't know what I even just said. Okay, Matthew is out by the Ricketts cabin, and he hears his name, and he walks inside, and he sees Jennifer sitting on a couch, basically. And she's like, he's like, oh, no, 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 no. She's like, Matthew. Come sit with me. It's okay. And he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's like crying on her lap. And she's like, yeah, I know you're sorry, but it's just not good enough. And she slides a the r- noose on, on right. his neck and fucking chokes him out. He's like flailing around like a retard because he is a retard. Wow. And I'm, it's honestly from everything I've seen from uh, psychology things, the big thing that people die from with nooses is they go for their neck, like what's strangling them around the throat because it's a psychological reaction versus thinking about what's causing this. Um, you know, if it's somebody versus if it's somebody holding a noose and tightening it around your neck or somebody trying to choke you out, they always reach for the neck instead of just slightly up which is usually what's causing that. Right. The person that's fucking with you. Right. Clearly, no matter what, it's something right around your neck that's strangling you. Instead of reaching for your throat, reach slightly up and try to figure out what's going on and try to solve it that way. But he's a retard, so he can't. Um, So, yeah, he's reaching for it, and she's like, it's just not good enough! And (laughs) this is the only part... In her murder sequence where she kind of tears up because she knows that Matthew is troubled, but she's crucial to his pl- to her plans. Right. Like, that's what I got out of it. Like, she's like, I know you were antagonized on, but you still did what you did, and I'm still going to do what I'm going to do. And she could tell as well as the rest of us that he still knew right from wrong. Yeah. And he still did it. He knew right from wrong, but he still did it, no matter the consequences. And she needed him to follow her plans to do what she wanted to do. And boy, oh boy, does it work out. Yes. Which, of course, I mean, it's a movie. Yeah. How could it not? Um, So Matthew's kind of disappeared at this point. Um, And then it shows Stanley and Andy walking through the woods. Yep, they're and, looking for Matthew. Yep, like Matthew, Matthew. Meow, 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 meow. And uh, who's the first one to fall? It's Andy, isn't it? Uh, well, 
Andy thinks that Stanley is missing temporarily and goes looking for Stanley. And then <laughs> that was chilly. Um, and then Stanley that jumps dress? out on me. Yeah, I felt it. It was uh, regardless. Um, so then Stanley, yeah, Stanley jumps out at Andy and, and oh, you know, fucking scares it. Jesus Christ. Really? It's funny. Um, so Stan scares the living shit out of Andy. And then uh, while they're kind of, ha, ah, that was hilarious. Good, good. Well done. Good joke. <laughs> they start to hear a harmonica out of nowhere, which uh, Stan, or excuse me, Andy is known for having played in both of movies. Uh, that was sort of his character's a standout feature, I guess, in, in both the films is that he, he played the harmonica a little bit. Um, so they hear that and they just kind of start yipping and running and fuck yeah. We're going to get that bitch. Now I'm saying. Exactly. Exactly. We must not work that way. Good night. <laughs> Obviously, we're gonna keep them cool. Um, and then they okay. come upon the shanty. They come close to the shanty, and I believe it's Stanley who's the watcher with the video camera. Yeah, Andy goes inside, and Stanley's outside. But first, before they even get to that point, Andy steps in a bear trap. He's like, ah. Ah, no, no. no, they split up first. Do they? Yeah, yeah. Andy okay. goes inside the house, and Stanley's outside the house. Stanley's looking around, but then he does, as you said, step into a bear trap. He like, gets himself ah, caught. Ah, Andy, help me. <laughs> and honestly, though, I believe it's Slickback, which is Stanley who gets knocked out first. Slickback's Andy. Stanley's fatty. Slickback's yep. Andy. Okay, sorry, Slickback gets knocked out first. So so Andy? Andy, okay, Stanley is in the bear trap. <laughs> okay, so Stanley, uh, Stanley. Stanley. <laughs> oh, my God. Stanley finds himself caught in a bear trap. Yep. And that leads Andy to be led over to where Stanley is screaming from. But he gets whacked in the bear trap. Whacked upside the head. the head with a bat. Yep. With a baseball bat, yep. I believe. And... Then next thing you know, it's next uh, who gets swacked in the back of the head. It, bear trap. We, we wake up with Andy after that happens. Because Stanley's trapped in the bear trap and well, Andy well, they, gets they knocked they the fuck out. They both get knocked out right. with the back of the head. And well, whatever, clear, regardless. clearly see it's in a female. Um, and you wait. You, the next thing you know, it's... Is it Andy who's... Yeah, you wake back? up with Andy. Andy, who's... Laying, he's got three boards underneath him, and he's laying in the Ricketts cabin uh, with three boards underneath his abdomen over an old-school claw-tooth bathtub. So at this point in the movie, he's a serious risk of catching Ricketts. Seriously. He's going to get those soft bones. 80 uh, out of 100% chance you see of these, getting uh, Ricketts. So he's got about a 90% chance. Well, that's 80%. 80 out of 100. So that's 80%. That's 20. It's 20% that he wouldn't. Oh, my God. You're so bad. Dude, I feel So bad. he's... He's, he's laying over this bathtub with yeah, three with boards underneath his abdomen. And you see this hose slowly filling up the bathtub. 
Um, and while that's happening, he's freaking out, kind of like waking up, and then it cuts to outside the cabin where this would be Stanley, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. Correct. Stanley. Correct. Who is now waking up tied to a tree, kind of slightly hogtied, not quite as bad as Andy is. Um, and Jennifer's standing out there, and she's like, I know you like to watch. Let's help you watch. And she sets her camera up mm. on a tree stump. Indeed. Looking at. Well, his camera. Yeah, it's his camera yeah. pointing at Andy. Right, that's Stanley. Name. Stanley. Sorry, I this fireball got me going. Well, let's be real. These ne- these names these names are too close together. They're so close. Stanley Johnny and Andy, Andy. Stanley Matthew Sheriff. Johnny Stanley Andy. Yeah. Come no, on. It's, it's too close. Come on. So easy to fuck up. He's uh he's sitting there tied up to this tree, kind of like coming to, and she's like, I know you like to watch. She sets his camera up, looking at him. She's like, This will help you. Takes two fucking rusty, nasty ass fish hooks, and loops them through his eyeballs, like, ah, ah, and ties him to this nail on the opposite side of the tree, so his eyes are always open. And then she just disappears. She walks inside and is harassing. Yeah, she's like, "Don't blink." Yeah. <laughs> what a rude bitch. Right? I mean, she, I love it. They ha- they all had it coming. Though. So at this point, yeah, she's starting to. F- you're realizing, oh shit, this bitch is gonna fuck these dudes day. Yeah. So, and and already you can kind of get hints that it's gonna fucking be based on what they fucking did to oh, her. Oh yeah, no, the, she. The movie oh, so you like really to watch? Job. Yeah. So, she uh she she fish hooks his eyelids and then she just walks away and she walks inside the cabin where Andy right Andy yep, yep. is you know on the planks in the tub and she's kind of harassing him and there's a slight dialogue that happens but. What she does is uh, she starts drowning him because he was the one of the main ones that he's, you know, like, just take it. Just take it. Fucking. One, yeah, one of the lines that I thought was really cool during uh, this particular scene was he's just saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, please. And she goes, I said, I'm, I said, I'm sorry. And you told me, suck it, bitch. And that's when, like, she just starts fucking dunking his head. I was like, and, and, you know, I'm sure my saying it sounds really fucking corny and whatever. But, like, when it happens in the movie, you're just like, oh, yes, yes. You fucking deserve this, you piece of shit. You're asking for fucking mercy when you, you were one of four at one point, And then another point, yeah. five men taking advantage of one woman. What she And says, you're she's saying, like, please, she's like, please, I'm sorry. She's like, get the fuck out. Yeah, she's get the like, fuck out. That's what I said, please. I asked you to please leave me alone. What did that get me? You said, she suck pours, it, bitch. She pours lye in this bathtub, which for people who don't know basic chemistry, lye is a poison. And when you a add corrosive it to, poison. Yes. And when you add it to water, it becomes it makes the water a highly toxic acid, which will rip you apart. And uh Andy knows this. Or sorry, is it Stanley at this point? I can't remember. Sorry, my names are so bad right now. <laughs> it's Andy that's at the tub yep. and and Stanley at the yep. tree. Okay. 
And she knows that, and she's already dunked him in the, you know, underneath the tub a little bit. Yeah, bit. I don't she's think like, the lie happens quite yet. That happens in a couple of moments. No, no, she does the lie. She pours the lie in after she dunks him a few times, and then she walks out. To, yeah, she uh, says, "Be right back." Yeah, and she walks out to sorry, what's his name? Stanley. After? Stanley, and she goes. And, uh, He's like, please, my eyes. I, I can't, can't fucking take, take it anymore. Help yeah. me, please, and help she, me. And then she pulls something out of her backpack, which is a knife and a fucking catfish. And she guts the catfish and smears it on his face. She goes, this should do you okay. Rubs it in his fucking open, stuck open eyes. Yeah. Just little, rubbing Ugh. fish guts straight in this dude's it's eyeballs. Horrible. Horrific. Horrible. So not only does he have fish hooks through his eyes tied around a tree uh, tree trunk, yep. now he's got fish guts rubbed in his eyes. And she just walks away with from a video this. camera that he can watch himself this entire and time. Honestly, while she, he can't blink. She kind of disappears from this whole situation now because it's just these two, Andy and Stanley, kind of fucking themselves right now. Right. Um. And uh, when she gets back to Andy, his face is kind of in the water and she like grabs him by the hair and pulls him up. And she's like, don't drown yet. Yeah, don't drown too soon. Not the time yet. But his his skin is literally being dissolved by acid. Um, so she kind of disappears and it kind of goes through this torture scene with uh, Andy and Stanley between them drowning and dissolving in acid and uh, crows eventually picking out their eyes because fish guts are on them. Ugh, that was fucking brutal. That was brutal. horrible. Like, Dude, nothing you could do. putting fish guts on your eyes, you're tied to a tree, your, your eyes, eyes are, are tied open, open yeah. with fish guts in them, yeah, and now crows are coming to peck your fucking eyeballs Oof, out duh. because they have goose, goober on them. Goober on them. Fish goober. Yeah. Ugh. Oh. Ugh. That's horrific. Horrible. 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 In the Jewishest of ways possible. Yes. Horrible. And then, how does Johnny Jewishest. get abducted? That's, Let's go through something. that, Petey. You walk me through that, because I explained this whole dual murders rapes. <laughs> uh, okay, so once all the nom noms of uh, Stanley, uh, Stanley's eyes and and Andy's face is all melted away. Now we kind of show up at the gas station briefly, and uh, Johnny has himself a nice little customer. And wouldn't you know it, it's Miss Jennifer Hills. Wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't it's you? True. Wouldn't you? Wow, that was something. And uh, she was in costume, hardly. It's true, barely. She just, had sunglasses just, on. Just like the original, just as noticeable as she would have been if she wasn't wearing whatever she was wearing. She looked like the exact same person. I think if you had raped and thought you murdered this woman, you would pretty much remember her face for the rest of your fucking life. And I don't think a fucking pair of sunglasses is going to be enough to really be like, I have no idea who you are. L allow me to pump your gas. This should be fun. Okay, let's cut back to the original where... This lady who also looks like a two by four. Yeah, so this chick in the original has a ferocious bush. She's a redhead. She's very lanky. She looks pale, like a fucking thin, two by four. I'm and sorry. Flat. But just in this, with very large sides. nipples. And no, not like areola wise, like areola? like Mila Joe. No, no, sh fuck you. I okay, mean, like, no, like she Mila looks Jovovich like a Jovovich nipples. No, not I wouldn't even I wouldn't even insult Mila Jovovich. 
like that because honestly she has slim jim nipples this girl has fucking awful <laughs> fucking slim jims yeah <laughs> slim jims are long sausages mila jovich has slim jim nipples all right the girl from uh i spit on your grave the original has terrible nipples and i honestly i hope she's dead because well, the, of her nipples they're puffy in one scene they're erect in another they're, or they're terrible fucking crazy she long. is literally the definition of a two by it's, four they really go the opposite there direction are no real flat buttocks there, there's no good look to her well i mean it's not the worst no, no it's terrible I mean, i'm not saying she's horrific she or is. or anything she's, she is you know she's just vintage 70s. No, I'll give her that. She's horrible. All right. Well, in the 2010 edition, Johnny gets duped and whacked upside the fucking head with the crowbar. And uh, next thing you know, he wakes up again. And we are now in the Ricketts cabin once more. And he is completely nude with a ball gag in his mouth, tied with his wrists to the ceiling and legs uh, spread eagle style strapped to the floor. Not a good situation for any man to be in, or any woman for that matter. That's fucking rough. Yeah. So she starts talking. He he's fucking rawr, angry. <laughs> His teeth look like shit. Like he's been beaten with some sort of fucking hammer. Fuck, Jesus. His teeth look horrific by this point of the movie already. And she starts talking about, oh, geez, we have a ho- we have a, not a hornery, Jesus, an ornery Stalin on our hands. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to tame you and all that good shit. You know, innuendos, kind of kind of referring back to how she was the horse. And exactly. Show horse. I think you get the point. Um, and next thing you know, she's literally pulling teeth out of the dude's mouth. She's coming over. Yeah, she is. She's she's taking her contacts on her glasses and she's coming over. She's just telling me she doesn't want to do anything. She's coming over to smoke. I just talked to her right now. We're podcasting. Starts pulling teeth. She's starting to pull teeth. Pliers, teeth, teeth, pliers, painful experience, ball gag, balls are hanging out, arms are attached to the ceiling, legs are attached to the floor, pisses himself. Yep. Literally pisses himself and she starts talking shit the hedge clippers even your friends didn't piss themselves yeah he's the first person to fucking panic she takes out the gag and uh she gives him the same tease that he gave her and tells him to fucking blow the barrel pretending like the first time this is your boyfriend it's just like the first time yeah open your mouth breathe through your nose breathe through your nose no teeth she goes this is your boyfriend today Cause she says that, cause that's like, oh, your boyfriend that's not coming. In the initial rape scene, she's like, "This is your boyfriend tonight." Ah, uh, fucking suck it. And Johnny's like, "Oh, fuck you, bitch! I don't like taking orders from girls." You weren't even a good blowjob. And then next thing you know, she has a hedge trimmers in her hand. Yup. A giant pruning shears. And what might one woman do with a pruning shears when she's got a naked man strapped to the ceiling and floor? Chop off his dick balls. Goodbye with the cock and balls. Exactly. And guess what? Can you believe it? Johnny starts Can you believe it? like a little... Okay, first of all, she pulls out like three of his teeth with a fucking pliers. <laughs> and he's like... Aah! 
It's like, I don't like it when you talk like that show horse. Yeah, yeah, we were there. Yeah, she's humiliating him right now as he's naked tied up. Cuts off his dick, and he's bleeding his Shoves his dick back into his mouth. Does she? Straight up. Straight up shoves his bloody fucking stump of a cock right back in his mouth. I'm sorry, I can't get over the original where he's like, Oh my god, it won't stop bleeding. So yeah, in the in the original, he's in a bathtub and she like kind of coerces him. She's in the bathtub with him, and next thing you know, she's got uh what uh, like a straight razor, like a like a shaving blade, right? An old school shaving blade that she cuts his dick off with, and and both of them basically die bleeding out yeah. from their cocks. Yeah, uh, one's trapped to the ceiling, the other somehow yeah. can't manage to get out of the bathtub and um, tie off his dick somehow with, or something. With the remake. I don't know. She just kind of walks out as Johnny's bleeding out, screaming as he's tied to the, you know, the ceiling. Um, and continuing on with the remake, it goes to the sheriff who gets a who gets a call from his wife. She's like, "Hey, just wanted you to meet uh, Cassidy's new teacher, Miss Hill." He's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" She's like, "Oh, Miss Jennifer Hill." He's like, "What?" And he just fucking. She wants to talk to you, and yeah. she actually gets on the phone with Mister. Uh, the sheriff. Mister Sheriff, Mr. I guess. Sheriff. <laughs> She's like, hey, yeah, it's no, been I'm nice just... meeting your family. Yeah, nice, real nice meeting them. And uh, he's like, oh fuck, he he like stops, whips his whips the shitty, floors at home, and he runs inside and. Uh, his wife's like, "What's going on?" She's like, "Where is she? Where's Cassidy?" He's like, "With Hill, she's she in the, the park with Miss Hill." Yeah, and he floors into the park, and he's like, he starts running around yelling, "Cassidy, Cassidy!" And then he gets back in his car, and he gets whacked over the head, conk, whack, and where does he wake up? With well, the rickets? Wouldn't you know it in the rickets house? With the rickets. With a shotgun up his ass. With a shotgun up his asshole. Anal rape with a shotgun chill. Now, if that doesn't just take down your manhood a little bit, I don't know quite what would. I really don't. I really don't. But anyway, he's got this gun up his ass. He's tied up. And, uh, of course, Miss Hills is naturally in the residence as well with him. And uh, she she just starts prodding him with some questions. <laughs> just like, does that hurt? Uh, I thought you were an ass man, Mr. Sheriff. And uh, at, at the same time, she uh, they, they start going back and forth. He starts kind of talking about how he's got a family and a daughter. And, and she goes, can you imagine if someone did this to your daughter? Y- you know. Pinned her down, raped her, left her for dead by someone like blah, 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 blah. You know, all that good shit. She, she uh, just sort of explains herself there. Through this, you know, and she, through this scene, All the while ramming him in the ass deeper yeah, and deeper with the barrel of the like, shotgun. He's like, please, please. He's begging. She's like, yeah, about your daughter. I was innocent once. Could you, you know, you know like you were saying. Could yeah, you he imagine? goes, please, she's just an innocent girl. And she's like. I was an I was just an innocent girl once, and she starts like literally shoving the shotgun up his ass, and he's like bleeding from the mouth at this point, and you know she's trying to get across like I was just like your daughter, 
before you guys got a hold of me. Like, I was just trying to live my life, and literally, there's not a person on this world that should be able to agree that rape is is wrong. Or, sorry, that should be... Everyone on this earth should be able <laughs> to agree that rape is a terrible thing. Like, there's, there's no excuse for it. Honestly, legit rape, there's no... There's no good justification yeah, for it. Yeah, it's fucked up. It is a terrible thing because whether you're a man or a woman, you should be able to picture your daughter or your son because it can happen to boys. It like it's a bad thing. Like it can fuck them up and she's like I was just like your daughter, which clearly is the more uh, prominence, you know, important part to gather out of this whole movie. Like I was innocent, just like you yeah, think I your was fucking just daughter innocent is. Innocent, like your fucking eight-year-old, your five-year-old daughter. And until, if you think she doesn't deserve this torture, then what the fuck makes you think exactly, that I deserved it? Because I just don't understand that. You know what I mean? Like it's just I, so fucked. I cannot. How can you? Force yourself on somebody who clearly doesn't want it. I just don't get it. Like, what's the joy out of that? I, I don't I don't understand it either. I don't. It's so fucked like, up. I like some weird things, man, but I just I cannot wrap my hand wrap my head around something like that. Like, how do you how how are you comfortably able to get off about something like that? You know? Like I don't get off unless the female that I'm doing it with is clearly enjoying herself. Right. Like, if it's my hand and I'm watching porn, fuck yeah, I'll get off pretty quick because i know how to touch myself I, I just i don't get how like and, and the way they set it up in this movie is that they have the, the reason they can get off to it is because they feel like they have some sort of power over her because yeah. they think that they're fucking better than her because she's some sort of fucking city fuck some yeah. sort of slut you know they just some like sort to of get city the, whore they like to get the upper hand and because they think they're better because and they can rape her because of that they think in the the beginning of the movie they think that they're that she's better than them. And she's flaunting it at him and, and asking yeah. for it. Yeah, which is a terrible thing, which I do not agree with. So but fucked up. During this rape scene with the shotgun up the sheriff's asshole, she's like, yeah, well, you know, whatever. Um, and she's grabbing this string after she's done kind of harassing him. And uh, she's like, yeah, Matthew, uh, you might want to tell him not to move. And she ties this fucking string that's attached to this fucking uh, shotgun trigger. Says around. it was fun while it was lasted yeah. right before she walks out of the room. Yeah, she ties it to Matthew's string. He's like, he should be waking up in a couple minutes. I tell him not to move. And she ties this string that's attached to the shotgun, which is right up Sheriff's asshole, which is also Sheriff is facing Matthew. Uh, at this point, like face on, hundred percent straight, ties direct it to his, angle. Yeah, ties it to his wrist, to Matthew's wrist, which is where his rubber bands were. So if Matthew's wrist reacts, it pulls the trigger. Yep. In any way. And uh, she walks out, and he's yelling. He's like, "You fucking bitch! You fucking bitch!" Oh! The sheriff is. Yep. And Matthew starts losing to wake his up. mind. Matthew starts to wake up as she, uh, she's Jennifer is sitting out on this log right outside the Ricketts cabin and just kind of waiting and the sheriff's yelling and banging and screaming and whatever. He's basically the sheriff is a pathetic waste of life in this, in every single movie you will ever see. 
He's the p- pathetic piece of shit. <laughs> so fucked. He is. He is the epitome of a douchebag. He is garbage the epitome human. Of of worthlessness. He is the cockroach that shits on the rat. And he's screaming, and Matthew wakes up. Shoot! And Matthew and guess what? Shotgun goes off, explodes through the sheriff's body, shoots Matthew, they're both dead. And Jennifer just kind of smiles. And that's how the movie ends. Credits. And Dude, it's such a good redemption flick. Okay. It's so fucking good. Okay, so like we started at the entire beginning of this whole thing, rape is hard to watch in a movie. And this movie's particularly rough for that because they just go a really long time with the rape scene compared to any other movie I've personally ever watched. So it's really fucking rough to struggle through that. But like, as as ridiculous as it sounds, as far as this 2010 version goes, at least, when you get to that, that, I don't know, second portion, even though I think it's more than halfway through the movie, technically, that it starts, you know, the redemption portion of it starts. Once you get to that part of the movie, you're like, oh, fuck yes. Yeah. This needed to happen. Exactly. This is exactly the fucking redemption that every piece of shit rapist deserves. This is the, the only? This is exactly what these fucking mongrels needed to end their lives with. They need to understand the fucking gravity of what they did to this the person. The only, in the remake, the only person other than clearly the the main character, Jennifer, that I felt bad for was Matthew because, you know, he's suscept- he's susceptible. And I've worked with, you know, several right, people. Right, and that's true. Several people who have had mental Ill- illnesses, like, you know, they're just dishwashers and they're way late in life. They just don't understand they're going with what the people that they trust tell them to do. And they're hoping that that's right. And I understand where, where you know, like people in this movie, where Matthew's coming from, which it does suck. Sorry. Am I fucking this up? I'm, I'm good with holding it. Oh, no, I just um, tighten it so that you don't have to hold it. I'm okay That'll with actually it. stay right there. It's actually really comfortable to hold it like this. That's why I used to do the fucking mic stand thing is because it was easier to just hold it and move it wherever I wanted yeah. whenever I needed to. I just to. feel more in control this right? way. Right? Isn't that but something? Like, yeah. Um, anyway. with, with With the remake, I felt like Matthew, yeah. I mean, because of what happened and Jennifer's the victim, he deserved what happened. But also working with the people I've worked with, He's going with the people that he trusted, which he's grown up with. And right. felt, that's what he knows. He knows what happens. And you can tell throughout the movie that Jennifer gets it in the remake that she's like, okay, I know you're sorry, but it's just not good enough for me because you still did what the horrific act that you did to me. And I also understand that. And like, and he knew better. That's why he was yeah. so uncomfortable for so long during the beginning of the exactly. movie. Exactly. And that's why he was the only person that was legit haunted by it. Right. Because before Jennifer started reappearing after that, he was he was he was the only one that was affected by it negatively. He was not comfortable with what happened and he knew better, but also he also knew that what he did was a not good thing like he hurt somebody and you know that's just what a lot of the stories you hear like um 
old school texts, you know, uh, people with mental illnesses, you know, you hear about them. And it, it just sucks for them because they do get a shitty rap because they do know right from wrong, but they're also super susceptible to uh, normal mentality perversions. Right. And that's the best way I can I can word it because they they know right from wrong, but if somebody of uh, sound mind, right. and I I'm air quoting that hardcore, so, someone that they look up to personally, yeah, somebody that society views as sound mind, but to them maybe might might not be right in the head. To society maybe not be sound mind, but to them is. Yeah, I guess I think yeah. you said that inverse of what you meant. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, they they trust because their normal mentality air quote. Uh, they right they're looking on. up to them because they're their right. role models and they've known them and uh, that's just, getting that fucked up situation. Yeah, where they're, they're just in that they're just they're just literally the the wrong place at the wrong time. Their lifelong role model is just the wrong influence to be a role model. Yeah, plain and simple. And that's it, it, I do that's feel, the that's a hard part of this movie for sure. I I do feel bad for Matthew in the remake because. I'm just saying, let's get to the grading system soon. Oh, okay. Sorry. We're, we're close to three hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, in all honesty, I'm going to give the remake an eight out of 10, which is the highest we've ever went. I'm going a nine. Yeah. Uh, to me, this, this is one the of my remake specifically. Yes. The remake specifically. This is one of my absolute, I mean, that's, I mean, it feels weird to say just cause like so much of the movie is a rape scene, but like, don't take it that way, because that's yeah. not how it's meant to be. Like, it's a to mentality me, it's issue. just so redemptive. It's like, for once, you feel like justice was served to the fucking rapists. Yes, like those piece of shit people that take advantage of a, a weak person. Like, yeah. when you're five grown ass men taking advantage of one four and a half grown, maybe a hundred and thirty pound girl. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So to see that redemption, like, I don't know. And just the way it plays out, the the callbacks that they do, the way that she incorporates what they did to her into how she destroys them as human beings. Just everything is just so well put together. There's, I don't think it has any real big cliches. The cast is top fucking notch. I think everybody fits exactly the role that they need to fit, especially the fucking sheriff. I yeah. think he crushed the role of showing that he can be a family man, but he's got this fucked up, demented, like twisted way of thinking when he's not being that family person. I I like the soundtrack. I like it's got a lot all of the it. camera yeah, ac that. aspect. Um, honestly, I it's gonna be hard for any eight millimeter to top this movie, the remake of "I Spit on Your Grave," because this movie was so well put together. I believe that literally, there's not a horror movie that I've seen that can top this movie because of if you actually stop and think about it. This movie was a masterpiece. Right. And I don't want to go out and do I I honestly I can't name a movie in any genre that I will give a 10 out of 10. And I'm only giving it a 9 instead of a 10 on a technicality to be honest. Yeah, there's slight there's I, small issues. Where I'm at on it is the only reason it doesn't get a 10 is because it's a remake. Yeah. It's not original. Yep. That's the all and, and 
the reason it still gets the extra point instead of being no points on originality is because they added that extra character. Yeah. The way that played out and how much they changed it from the original gives them that added re- that added originality despite the fact that it was a reboot. I think if it had been no reboot at all and this was its own movie, it would have been a 10 to me. Oh, yeah. I'm only saying it's a nine based on logic, based and on the fact that it's not its own very first film. Here's the thing. If I, like I said before, like I've been saying for like two weeks now. Because Fuck that. You know what? If Fuck my explanation. It's a goddamn 10 then. I will not. I, will, I won't give it a 10 out of 10 because it did have its flaws. In what I way? Will get, it, we've, we've talked about it through the whole movie. Well, like, what specifically? Like, I don't feel like there's been any big enough thought, uh, flaws that really take it down a full peg. Well, okay. It's a massive improvement on what the first movie okay. was. Oh, it is. It's consistent the whole way through, I would say. I'm going to take... There's no strength, I'm, like, weirdness or I'm anything. I'm taking, like, a very minuscule amount off of each category. Okay. That's my thing. Like, it's it's... Almost perfect, but it's just not quite. In my mind, it's not quite psychologically scary enough to be a perfect ten out of ten. But it is right about there, and I don't want to give any movie a ten out of ten mm-hmm. because to me that has to be a movie that fucks me up for a ten out of ten eight millimeter horror movie. Like I hold the the movies that we do especially mm-hmm. to review to a very high standard. And I, I do like pretty much every uh, movie, but I do want to be able to be like, you know, this movie does not deserve a fucking, I'm going to shit my pants, scary movie. Uh, I see what you're saying, but I, I don't know if that's how I can rate it. Cause like, we're also a part of a generation that we're, we're so diluted based on what nothing can truly make a shit our pants scary I mean, movie. I mean, I, Okay. I I know I can't find that. The closest I've come to that was Evil Dead. Like that's the most on my edge that I have ever been watching a movie for the first time ever. In, in, I have been in my in at least since in, I was like six years old watching okay. Child's Play for this t- for first you, time. You know, maybe for movies, yeah. But in my real life, yeah, I've been way more scared than that. Than what? Than a movie has ever made me. Well, feel. that's different, though. I like, know. But okay, you can't make but, that. Sorry, that that's just a, to the that's just the perversion movie. of my mentality, though. Like, and that's how you're gonna find everybody. Like shit that's made you like incredibly scared in real life. Like, my upbringing has made me very terrified for a lot of certain things. You know, like people don't believe in uh, paranormal things, so mm. they don't get scared about that. But people believe in slashers, uh, so they get see, scared I don't bring about any that. Personal shit into yeah. this. I try not to, but I mean, I do a pretty good job with horror movies and I'm still giving this a nine out of 10, which will probably, honestly, I don't know a movie that can compare to this. It's easily one of the top three best horror flicks I've ever watched. Oh yeah. The, uh, the original, however, it's dog shit. (laughs) If I, like I said, after I watched the original. Andy fuck is the Worse. Like I said to Petey uh, about two weeks ago, if I watched the original before I watched the remake, I would not have watched the remake. So please watch the remake. It is it is actually a very 
fantastic it's movie. It's significantly more brutal than the original version is. Uh, it's it's more graphic in my personal opinion. Um, while the while the original shows like more nudity, like you see more breasts, you see at least six times more penis. Oh yeah, dude. But like the the rape scenes themselves are much more graphic in the newer version. Very fact. Sure. So it is it is a lot harder to watch physically speaking because like I said, as weird as it is to say, the 1978 <sighs> version is almost laughable during the rape scenes. Oh dude, it it's is horrible. E- we literally laughed out loud during one of the rape scenes. Yeah. It's like, honestly, that fucking bad. I did throughout the Jesus Christ. I didn't take any notes through the whole movie of the re- uh, the original because it was horrible. It's so awful that it's completely memorable. And now there, I will make it clear that there are old school movies like that where I do take very seriously, like Evil Dead. Last House on uh, the Left is pretty good. Last House on the Left, yes. Um, fuck, what is it? All the, the horror is not bad. All the classics, yeah. And reveal horror. Um, uh, house on the original House on Haunted Hill. <laughs> yeah, we have the devil uh, devil CD of that. Yeah, or devil disc um, or whatever. You know the old school uh, Friday the Thirteenth. I like Night, those Nightmare, the Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street. Street. Uh, you know, the classics. The, yeah, the the big the big names. Hellraisers for, for our generation. Right. At least. That's that's even before us. I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean. It was still very popular when I was seven. Yeah, because we're both in 90s kids. Yeah, I 100%. mean, I still like those movies. However, it's, it's great. Towards the mid midsection of what you would consider our generation for all three of those. Okay, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, um, Hellraiser. And you know, Child's Play and stuff. Oh yeah, Child's Play. That's definitely those movies. A, that's probably actually one of the bigger ones out of those that we said. Honestly, I think Child's Play was bigger during our time of growing up. Oh, like once we were able to watch those movies, Jason and Freddy had started to phase out because it was like what? By the time we were watching horror flicks, we're only like a year or not even a year. We're like nine, eight months, eight months. I was a hundred percent that kid that. I, okay, so, when so I was like a kid, 97 was when we started, maybe probably. 98 around Pokemon time. Yeah. around. Okay. <laughs> exactly. So when I was a kid, my childhood slightly skewed because I lived in this small town. Seven minutes from he- right here where we are, uh, Madison Lake. And yep. I, li- um, I lived a block and a half from my, my best friend when I was a growing up, which was my cousin and his parents were loaded. And, uh, they let him do whatever. So every time, like literally half of the year, I'd stay over at his house. And he didn't like watching horror movies, and his parents did. So they lived in a double-wide trailer, and where his room was, you could see perfectly to the bed, the, the living room TV. So I we would always leave his door open, and I would sit right by the door, and I would watch the horror movies. That were playing on his TV because his parents like you can't watch this, you can't watch this. So clearly, I wanted to watch this. Of course, movie. right? Yeah, like there's no, there's no, whatever. I wanted to watch that movie. You can't go to a fair bowl to have sex. Well, I'll steal the car in the middle of the night and have sex yeah. anyway. So fuck you. You don't tell me what to do. Fuck you. I'm, I'm gonna do knock, it. I'll knock my window out. I don't yeah. Give a fuck. So that Fucking was that. High school rebellion. Like I mean, that's how it was. Like I loved watching horror movies. I've loved. 
Horror movies and comedy are the only movies I really, really enjoy because I connect with them on both levels. Comedy as a kid, always funny. Why? Oh, yeah. Dick and fart jokes, of exactly. course. Exactly. Like, <laughs> Horror and movies, you a child. Easily scared. I really enjoy those comedies that make me kind of slightly think and laugh. Like, I like to catch references according to the time period, which sucks because pretty soon I'm not going to find a lot to laugh at. Because I really hate everybody's comedy nowadays. Dude, honestly, comedy movies I have a really hard time with nowadays. Comedy specials still rock for me. I yeah. I, I like a lot of those. I but, like stand-ups, but, not comedy movies. Right. Stand-ups, not, not funny Like movies. people I grew up with laughing my ass off at, like Jim Carrey and it's Will Ferrell. It's pretty I'm rare like, I see a comedy film that I'm happy with anymore, yeah. man. Like I'm just like, you're trying too hard, buddy. Come on. Like you made me laugh so hard when I was a kid. AJ and I watched movie 43, I think is what it's called. That was actually pretty fucking good. Like, silly, dumb, poorly made in some ways, but still, it was so goddamn ridiculous that it was still fucking hilarious. Dude, we're uh, less, we're just shy of five minutes short of six, uh, three hours, not six hours. So let's wrap this fucking yeah. shit up, huh? So, I'm going, I, I, fuck, I'm not going to go with a 10 yet. I, I think that was a bit facetious. I went nine. I think I I'm going to go with a nine, though. I'm going to stick with my original nine. The I'm remake really fucking happy with this movie. Yeah, what the remake. You, what would you rate If I had the to original? rate the original, I would have to give it about a three. Yeah, I was going to say a three out of ten because it's more comical than it, it is it scary. It exactly is more comical and than scary. I do, honestly, I think this would go. This could go into a uh, uh, a side note of a Gents. Uh, sorry, an 8mm, not a legit Gents Inc. or anything, but I think I do want to go into a... Uh, like we'll plan out a uh, a sideshow where we don't talk about a sp- specific movie, but we kind of review the movies we've done and uh, the mentality of old school horror versus new school, because there's a big difference on what people were scared of now versus then. Right. And the Blob to yeah. Friday the Thirteenth to uh, Paranormal Activity, you know, those are yeah. three big generational differences on what was considered scary of the time. And I mean, you know? like Nosferatu right? was With fucking terrifying, <laughs> and I would laugh my ass off. I could not take that movie seriously. <laughs> well, have you ever seen the Blob? It's laughable. Oh, dude, John Travolta in that shit. Hell yeah, man! I watched that in the bar on at noon in madison lake like that movie was her stomping on the floor terrified my tiny little dog um sorry let's wrap this shit up okay danielle's here too that's it nine and nine nine and nine this is i spit on a grave 2010 edition fuck the 1978 edition my name is pd over here we've got the Blender. The blender this fucking week. Valcor on his beautiful new lit up stand. I'm Josh. We've only got about three minutes, so I've got to cut this shit off. My name is Pity. I love you guys. And that shit is that shit, folks. Uh, yeah, so <clears throat> like I said in the intro, 
we got pretty good and drunk for this one. Uh, we've uh, laid off the booze a little bit as far as recording these these last few times, and you know we, we kind of missed that. That's how we started this whole thing. <clears throat> Jesus, I have a dick in my throat. Uh, we forgot that that's how, not necessarily forgot, but wanted to get back to the roots of shit, like how we got this whole fucking thing going. So, uh, Josh picked himself up a fifth of fireball, as you heard, that we completely knocked out in the course of the show, and, uh, some hunterproof captain that did a number on both of our brains and livers. So, I don't know. I hope it wasn't too much of a drunk sloppy mess for everyone. I know that we had a great fucking time. Sorry it took three goddamn hours to get through an hour and 40 minute movie, but hey, again, free free content like fuck you why do i keep apologizing uh i'll just what more is there to say we're drunks it's it's that uh find us on twitter at gents underscore inq facebook.com slash gents inc no underscore you can get a hold of us by email at uh gentleman's inquiry at gmail.com Go ahead and uh, like and subscribe to our podcast on itunes that'd be great <clears throat> Good God, I have a lot of phlegm this morning. Excuse me, folks. Uh, you can also find us on Stitcher, and our homepage uh, and host site is gentlemansinquiry.podbean.com. I'm sure you can find us on shit like uh, Pocket Cast and stuff, too. I just, you know, these are the things that I've done. Um, the, the RSS feeds and shit. So find us wherever you can find us, guys. Uh, spread the word. Let people know that we're out there, because we are, and we are hammered most of the time. You guys have actually heard the, some of the soberest of it, I think. Um, I think that's pretty much everything. Rate, subscribe. Who fucking cares? Whatever, guys. I'm Just have fun. See you next week. PD out. I'll explain that next time. Bye.